Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 276. On tonight's episode, the Manlings talk about the Stormcast Eternals taken to the battlefield. Dressed in their finest Dwarden crafted armor with their great Dwarden crafted weapons and how great they are and powerful and strong and you would be too if you walked around in underwear made by Grungni himself and the six smiths. It's amazing anyone can stand against them because when you've got that type of quality, Dwarden craft, not just human make, especially not elven make, but you get together with that craft work, you should be able to destroy anything. And Lord knows Sigmar is pumping out enough of those guys, because I don't even think they're going to talk about anybody. Just the top guys, the knights, the lords, get through the hoi polloi. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. So shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours, thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you knights, bringing you lords, bringing you drakes. I'm David Witek, and with me as usual here in the beginning of the show is Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck. Say hi, Lindsay. Yeah, I know. Lindsay's amazed at this book and how ridiculously large it is. 38 leaders. And we're going to cover them today on this show. We're going to talk about the leaders. We're going to talk about the knights. We're going to talk about the lords. We're going to talk about the dragons. We're going to talk a little bit about the basic rules of the army. And we're going to talk about whether or not these things match up with their lore. The next episode, we're going to talk about all the other guys and how you build lists with all this nonsense with 78 scrolls. How do you make sense of it? Um, I was going to do a bonus episode this month, but it's just getting late in the month and uh, lots of real life stuff is happening. So uh, expect the second half of this before the 10th, but probably not before Halloween. Uh, Hey, guys, it's life and we got to live it. But that's neither here nor there. What is here? are our sponsors, and that includes Chaos Orc Superstore! 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 Lindsay's still going. I'm going to let her finish. You done, Lindsay? Got one? Okay, one more. There you go. All right. Also, don't forget Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. For all your basing needs, your MDF needs. Um, you if you need If you got some 3D printing uh, patterns you want them to print... Get in touch with Kevin and Brad over at Six Squared Studios. They got you covered. And, of course, as always, my FLGS, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. And I'd also like to thank our Patreon sponsors. That includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Big Jake, our executive producers, Colin Miller and Tyler McDonald, and our newest patrons, our newest patrons. One is a is an existing patron, Jake Corman. Jake Corman has just graduated up to associate producer, along with our newest new patron, new associate producer, James Brown. That's right, folks, James Brown. You guys, I can't thank you enough. You guys, part of that 1% who make this show so wonderful. Um, 
and allow us to do so much. In fact, it seems we're going to be stretching out and doing more. Uh, you guys all know the co-host, uh, Chris Walker. Uh, Chris and I were talking yesterday. Chris has all sorts of delusions of grandeur. He's going to be, we're going to be apparently resurrecting the YouTube channel, doing stuff like that, uh, going to get Discord going for the patrons. It's just ridiculous. Uh, thank you all, all of you who keep this show going and have inspired us to new heights, or at least to think about them. All you who are the 1% make this show possible. Also, we've got voicemail. And before we jump into things, we do have voicemail. In fact, we have voicemails to play. That's how much voicemail is in the voicemail. How much mail is in this? Voice. That's how much. You can call and leave a voicemail by calling 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's what? 757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And you could be one of those peoples like these two peoples who called and left me the messages on the the Google Voice. So here we go. We're going to start with this one. Uh, let me get the sound up and get it going right about now. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Just want, firstly wanted to say continuing to love the show and loving everything you guys are doing. Um, a bit of a question for you. I know, I think it was on the Oak Law section that Chris said that he had an easy way, an easy quick and quick way of painting the Oryx or the Iron Jaws more specifically. I was wondering if he would be willing to share that either on the show or on the Facebook page. Either which way... As I say, love what you do, guys. Thank you very much, and all the best to you. Thank you. What a coincidence. Now, I didn't even realize that's what was going to be on the voicemail because uh, that one we got a little while ago, and dude did not leave his name. Um, but, yeah, Chris has a quick way of painting his oryx, uh, and guess what? Um Unless another book comes out in the next few weeks, and I'm kind of crossing my fingers that it doesn't because this is just so much to cover, um, we are going to do a just full-on hobby episode. Uh, we're going to talk about our paint schemes for our armies that we've just finished. I'm going to talk about how I fast-painted uh, Night Haunt. Um, I got about 4,000 points painted, and I'm going to have about 2,000 more painted pretty soon. Um, uh, Chris... Chris Fast paints everything. He just paints, 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 paints. So um, that will be part of the show. Um, if we're not going to get to it as quickly as quick, then maybe he'll put it up on the Facebook page. We will definitely post pictures on the Facebook page and stuff uh, along with the, when we post this, put up the show. So that way the stuff we talk about, you'll be able to see pictures of, of what we're discussing uh, when that happens. But thank you for the call. And yes, absolutely, yes, we will be uh, talking hobby and paint soon. And then we have one more from friend of the show and sometimes guest host, Jay Crawford. Hold on. Hey guys, it's Jay from Bastrop, Texas. I just wanted to say we're listening to the show here in our game store, and it's awesome. Have a great day. Was that me that I heard in the background while he was saying he was listening to the show? Was the show on in the background during this show? Because if show, that's like breaking the fourth wall. That's like... That, that's inception right there. That's what that is. That's inception. And that's, honestly, that's kind of awesome. Um, because I, me love me some inception. Uh, and it's actually easier to understand than tenet. So, um, listen, we're going to take a break. 
Uh, we're going to take a break. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, we're going to get Chris here on the blower, and uh, we are going to come back and talk all things Stormcast Eternal characters, leaders, all 30 flipping eight of them. We'll be back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. We're back. Chris is here. Chris. Hello. Hey. hey. What's up? Uh, Stormcast. Yeah. Episode two of what's going to be at least three, I think. It's going to be three. <laughs> oh, there is so much here. So Any book deserves three episodes. It's Stormcast. Yeah. I mean, and, well, they got a lot of stuff to cover. So um, I think one of the things that, like I said, I, I had said in the beginning of the show is we are going to cover uh we're gonna go what we're gonna do is that's different today folks we're gonna start here on page 48 with the uh, where it covers all the different units that special characters everyone gets a little bit of lore and we're just gonna hit the highlights of the lore like the thing that makes this character special from the others and then we'll talk about their war scroll and see if it actually if the character's war scroll fits you know the character Spoilers, most of them do. But some of them just don't, or else they seem kind of generic, and I'm not quite certain how, so I just wanted to talk about that. I thought it would be a fun way to go through all of these scrolls rather than just stat, 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 stat. All right, cool. So um, God King's Chosen, Indrasta, the Celestial Spear is the first one. Indastra? Indastra? Uh, Indastra? Indra- Are we saying that? Well, it's Ind- R-A-S-T-A, Rasta, Indrasta. Indrasta. Yeah. Because yeah. I keep saying Indastra, too, and I'm like, wait, no, that's R-A-S-T-A, Indrasta. Yeah. Indrasta. So um, she's one of these, you know, uh, you know, lived her life as, as a warrior, tough guy, um, you know, did all this stuff, and she's one of those who who's fighting – you know, till the very end, helping her people to buy time so the refugees can reach Azir. Um, She was attacked by the demon Doombred, managed to drive her... Doombreed, yeah. Managed to drive her lance into the flank, beseeching Sigmar to annihilate her and the monster alike. This is the type of warrior she is. (laughs) She's totally willing to sacrifice herself for to take down this thing. Uh, It does say that 
12 weeks, Sigmar worked on her broken soul, channeling power from Gurr's moons into his labors, and she is now his huntress. It took him 12 yeah. weeks to bring this soul in. Um, a lot of people uh, don't like her that much. Um, she's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more she gets reforged, the colder she comes back. But... Um, She's this prime huntress, but they don't think she should be like the figurehead of this because she is just kind of a brutal. Yeah, she's kind of like a solo operator who mm-hmm. kind of goes where she's needed and kills the big monsters, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's she's, funny. She, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, I mean, I think so her, you know, she's, you know, she's already killed, you know, a big emperor dragon. She's killed Gorgon. She's killed Jabber Slice. And now she's after. The, the big the big mark you know she's after Kragnos now yeah she wants to get Doombreed the one that got away yeah. from her she wants to yeah. get the father of the dragon ogres and she yeah. wants Kragnos um, yeah. I do think it's interesting that the other Stormcaster getting a little bit afraid of her because she does go after these big kills and doesn't worry about being reforged but the more she's been coming back the colder and more distant she is yeah and she just come be, kind of becomes this reminder now, um, let's oh, lost my page. There we go. Now, if we jump to her war scroll on one thirty-eight. Yep. Um, this is one that I put kind of a yes. She fits her war scroll, or she fits her lore. Um, I mean, now if we're talking stormcast leaders, basically almost everybody is. Like bravery, it's bravery nines and tens straight across the board. Yeah. They've all got three up saves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know. So this it's is interesting. She, Go ahead. Yeah, she's also she's also not in a uh, a storm host. She's no. not branded like that. No, she's not. She does. So not. you can take her in any one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's got a potential for a bunch of damage. You know. Uh, oh yeah, she's super cool. Yeah. She's got a potential for about 12 wounds. The one thing I think that really fits her with the lore is uh, any enemy monsters within three inches of her add 10 to the number of wounds suffered when determining their yeah. row on the damage table. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. That's brutal. Yeah, it's really good against, like, Frost Lords on Stone Horns and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah, and, it's really yeah, good. You just pick off one or two wounds, and suddenly mm-hmm. that minus ten is dropping them down to their last couple of rows. That's right, and that makes you know that makes sense. They are not as effective against her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got some cool other stuff, but I think that's the thing that really for this particular character, you know, yeah, she's got like I said, she's got a bunch of attacks, easy hits and wounds, easy rend, uh, a four up ward save. And um, you don't take battle shock when you're wholly within twelve of her. So she's got That's one super of those. Cool. Yeah, and you can also uh, she can also resurrect models within a foot of her too, which is super cool. Yeah, on some, you know, like, I mean, like, it says it just says any unit with a wounded character of three or less. So you know you're talking, you know your most of your grunts. Your, your, your evocators are coming back with that. You know your. Your paladins, uh, your all your paladins are yeah. coming back from that. All, all of your is, early edition is, stuff. Yep. Yeah, so that's and it's really with it's really good. With you know, 
with the game moving more towards this. I mean, uh, there's no unit that can take a. I mean, I don't think there's a unit larger than five in this book. Yeah, I don't think so. So, you, you, how far are you going to max out? Ten models, maybe. So you're going to have a, a yeah. lot of smaller number of models. If she's near them, that's a lot of single. You know, mm-hmm. and every Stormcast model counts. That's the thing. So if you can put right. back three or four models in a turn, yeah. that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So the big one is she can bring, she can bring back annihilators, which are those new guys. Are they only three wounds? They're they're, they're three wounds. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Then yeah. that's great. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't know how much she, like that whole she's a cold stone killer. Um, everything's afraid of her. I didn't know if I felt that, but that whole idea that monsters come in at a lower stat, basically when she's near them, because she knows how to kill them. I like that. I thought that was a pretty cool yeah. bit of lore. Yeah, it's cool. And she's fast too. Move twelve. It's really good. Oh yeah. Well, she can fly. You yeah. Know, I'll- can't she can fly, fly all out. And yeah. I always think of like what you can do. Like you can all out defense her, get her to that two plus save. I mean, four up ward, two plus save, four ward is pretty good. Yeah. That's about as good as you're going to get in this game. Right. Uh, who's next? The Celestine Prime. Yeah. Um, nobody knows who the Celestine Prime is under that armor. Uh, in fact, when they built him first, he didn't move. He didn't. Apparently, he just laid in a coma until Galmaraz was returned, and then he got up and started <laughs> yeah. doing his thing. Right, um, yeah, and then and then each each storm host views him like differently. That's kind of like cool. That's kind of yeah. It's kind of like it's depending on how what the characters that storm ho- that storm host are is kind of how he appears to them, you know. Which I think is a neat thing. He look, you know, yeah. everyone sees him as part of their organization. They all and interestingly enough, because of that, he really doesn't take on any particular personality. He tries to be mm-hmm. just this general sort of blank thing so that it fits everybody's view. Yeah. Plus it allows you to paint him however you want to, you know. Oh sure. You, know, you just paint it you just paint him to match your storm hose. You know? That's how they see him, exactly. Yeah. Now this one, I you read all the cool stuff about him I and know. then and then I you know. read his rules and this is one that I don't think I don't think the rules play to the lore as much. Like he's got some weapons that, you know, they they yeah. mention. Um, the comet strike scepter is nice in the shooting phase. Mm-hmm. Each enemy, you know, you pick a spot. Every enemy unit within three inches takes D three mortal wounds, so he does call down the lightning. All right. Um, he can once per turn take a hit or a wound roll or a save roll. Uh. Or a runner charge roll. That's what you use it on. Yeah. And then you can pick the die result. So if it's a D6 you're rolling, you can pick 1 to 6. If it's a 2D6, you have to pick 2 to 12. Right. Uh, modifiers I mean, are applied, but, you know. Yeah, when you put him down, he's pretty much he's going to get his charge in. There's nothing you can actually do about it. I mean, no, you can't, which is, which is very cool. Another 3-up yeah. save, 4-up ward. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the thing. He's got three attacks, and he's got threes by twos with three rend and three damage. He's no yeah. slouch. No. Um, but the the thing that he's got this rule, and I just and I get this. This is supposed to play to that. If he drops in late in the game, he's a game changer. Yeah. But basically, you know, if you decide to put him up in the heavens before you bring him in, you get. Uh, Oh, in fact, oh, we totally forgot to go. I wanted to cover the basic rules for the armies before we did this. We'll go back and do that next. Um, 
if you keep him up in the heavens, if he comes down on turn two, he gets two more attacks to that stat. Right. Uh, turn three, it's a, a four more attacks. Yeah. You know, it's it's plus two for every turn he stays up in the heavens, sort of gathering energy, waiting for the moment to strike. Uh, yeah. My only thing is, if you're bringing him in turn three or four, most of the time the game seems to be almost over for those extra attacks. I don't know that All you right. keep... I mean, he's 325 points or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's, a hard, that's, a, that's a lot of points to have just sitting off the battlefield. Right. You know, for two turns. I mean, it's like, gosh. I mean, because it's not see... just two turns. Not really just two turns. It's, you know, that's you know, think of all those combat rounds he could be in there fighting. You know. Yeah, I can't see keeping him in space past the second battle round. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'll, you I'll almost always to... see him. You almost always see him come down on turn two. You know, he jumps down, he does his thing, and then he, most of the time he gets beat up. Like yeah. right away. Too. You get. I could he see only that... has eight. His eight wounds. Yeah, but a three up four and a four up ward. It's not. I mean, he's. he's he can he can take some of a bit, a bit of a beating yeah. now. I just like yes. I said, if you're bringing him in past turn two, the second battle round, and God forbid you have to bring you don't go if if you're gonna bring him decide to bring him down turn three and then you go second. Yeah, uh, he's on, he's off the tail for a long time. That's half the game. That's a long you're time right. for a seven for those seven attacks. They're good. Right. I just I just I don't know that this character has anything that really makes him stick out. That this. This plays to the lore. I mean, he's cool. Yeah, I'd, I like yeah, him. I'd rather have, yeah, I'd rather have Indastra, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. Um, but, I mean, I love this model, and I want it to be cool. I just, yeah. even if you take it, it's like the the thing that, it, that, that buildup of power, it, it takes so long, it's not something you're going to get to do, you know? And that's the problem <laughs> with it. It's like, yeah. oh, that's not going to happen. Um, okay, so before we get to the the dragons, we totally spaced because I'm an idiot. Uh, I did say uh, off the air to you, I want to just I want to go over um, just the battle traits. Oh, sure. like all the other stuff, like the battle traits, your basic stuff, all the enhancements and things. We're gonna cover those on the next part after we go through the lords, because then we'll talk about all the things think, that you can get and ways you could tweak them. But there are there are some basic things that you need to get a handle on for this army, I think. Right. Uh, you can pick a storm host, and we actually last episode talked about it. There are uh, eight of them, and they each yeah, give we you covered all those. a yeah. special ability. We talked about it last episode. Next episode, we'll probably go over them quick again. Um, but what's, the first thing is you got to pick whether it's a Science of the Storm or a uh, Storm Shield, Keep. Shield, yeah. Yes, yes. Guardians of the Heavens and Shield of the Mortal Realms. Yeah. So um, you pick one. So if you pick the Signs of the Storm, that's basically the guys coming down on lightning from Azir. If yep. you pick a Stormkeep army, these are the guys who are in one of the cities, basically, who are already on in the Mortal Realms. And they get different rules depending on what you pick. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, we'll talk about those in just a minute. The other... Uh, army-wide special rule is Blaze of Glory. Um, this is cool. Yeah, this is new. Yeah, if you kill a Stormcast Eternal model and it's with within an inch of an enemy unit, so it's that model within an inch, before removing it, pick an enemy unit with an inch of that model, roll a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic, Yeah. add one to the number of dice you roll if it's got Thunderstrike. So all the new guys in Thunderstrike armor get an extra die. Every six-up, yep. 
your opponent takes a mortal wound. Yeah. So when you kill them and I'm picking guys off that front line, every model I pick up, that's a two-wound model, a two-wound model, a two-wound model. Okay, that's six dice. Oh, they have Thunder Strike. That's another three dice, one for each guy. On sixes, you take a mortal wound. Basically, when they turn into lightning and go into the heavens, you could get a shocked. Oh, yeah. You just get you just gets just a bomb, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty cool rule. It's uh, That is a nice, cool, fluffy rule. Now, <laughs> I was playing against Rotor. And he had his storm cast, and he rolled so many. I think I took two wounds the whole game from this. Like he oh, just, man. he would not. He didn't roll higher than a three on almost any of these dice. Like every time <laughs> a guy died, he's like, "Here they come!" <laughs> Nothing. And I'm Nothing. like, "That lightning is just not. It's not very. It's it, <laughs> it's it's not a big storm going on." Yeah. Um, but it is a cool thing, and I think there's a rule somewhere in here that you can add one. Actually, you know, uh, add one to your die roll on that, on something in here. I thought I read that rule with some of the characters or something where you can actually boost that uh, so that it... I know, the th- I know the Thunderstrike do it on a 5-up. Yeah. yeah. Well, do they do it on a 5-up if they have Thunderstrike? I know yeah. they get an extra die. Add one to the number uh, of dice you roll. But so, yeah, if they, if they get that on top oh, of Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, add one to the number of dice you roll if the slain model has a Thunderstrike keyword. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I thought there was something I read that actually gives them a bonus to actually hitting on that. But, okay, so there are a couple of rules that I just want to cover. So you got that blaze of glory. But if you pick to be uh, the signs of the storm, you get a rule, Legend of the Living Tempest. Basically, uh, you know, you can set up one in the celestial realms for every unit on the battlefield. Um, and at the end of your movement phase, you can set up the res- one or more of the reserve units anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from enemy units. So basically, right. if you want to put guys up in space and drop them in, you have to pick Scions of the Storm Army. Yeah. That's that's the way to do that. Otherwise, if you pick the Stormkeep Army, those guys are already in the Mortal Realms, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do coalition units with them, though. One in every four With units. Cities of Sigmar. Yeah, which is rad. Yeah, it's just cool. One in every four units can be a Cities of Sigmar. Your general can't be, but um, they gain the Stormkeep keyword. In addition, add one of the bravery characteristics of friendly Stormkeep units wholly within 12 inches of any Redeemer units. And I had it listed here. I forget who they are. I don't have my list in front of me. I left it up. Redeemer units? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, your those are your main battle line guys. That's your liberators. That's your uh, sequiturs. That's okay. Your vind- vindicators. Those are all redeemer units. Right. Okay. Good. 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 So yeah, if you got your basic troops, you can add one to the bravery for these stormkeep guys, which is cool. Um, and now shield. This second rule is cool. Yeah. Shield of civilization. Do you yeah. want to read this one? Because you got to read like the whole thing because it's got a lot of stuff yeah. to it. So in the first and second battle rounds, many friendly Stormkeeper Deaner units contest an objective that is partially or wholly within your territory. Each model in that unit counts as three models for the purposes of contesting that objective. Starting from the third battle round, uh, any friendly Stormkeeper Deaner units contest an objective that is anywhere on the battlefield. Each model in that unit counts as three models for the purpose of con- contesting that objective. Uh, in addition, if an enemy unit finishes a charge move within an inch of a friendly Stormkeep Redeemer unit that is within six inches of an objective you control, roll a dice. 
On a three up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. It's pretty good. So in the first and second battle rounds, your your guys count as three models in your territory for objectives. Yeah. After the second battle round, they count as three models on all objectives. And if you charge them near an objective, you might take mortal wounds. Yeah. Okay. That and you can actually take a coalition and bring in uh, Cities of Sigmar units with it and make a mix. Right. So you could conceivably like charge like a unit of like 10 liberators standing on an objective, run in there, wipe them out, take a bunch of mortal wounds from this, and then just get blasted by the Thunderstrike rule. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, geez. The blaze of glory, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Now, we're not going to go into all the different lores, the spells, and all those things. These are just, if you're going to pick your army, you got to be you know one of the two. Um, right. And, and, you know, it's just, do you want to be able to bring guys down from space or do you want to be able to count as extra guys? Uh, and with the, with the low number of the low model count in this army, mm-hmm. it's really tempting to go with a storm keep. Yeah. I think even if you don't, even if you don't use it as a coalition, even if you don't bring in your uh, cities of Sigmar models, just that that extra numbers because you're it's this is a small army. Yeah, it just depends on what your plan is. If you're going to take mostly infantry, I would think you would go with the I would go with the with the signs of the storm. Mm-hmm. That way you can kind of put your guys where you need them. But if you're going to go the other one, I would take the option of having maybe some of the fast units. Like the guys on the on the on the Griff Chargers, well, they can just but get all of this anywhere. is redeemers. That's the thing. All the bonuses yeah, yeah, redeemers. Yeah, yeah. but so. I'm saying your 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 redeemers take the objectives. But I'm saying that since you're stuck on your side of the battlefield, part of your army is also the guys on the Griff Chargers who okay. can just boom. They're on the other side of the battlefield just because they want to be. You know. Cool. Yeah, and then so it yeah it depends on really like you said your army's makeup. If yep. you're not a person who takes a lot of Redeemer units, if you're taking some of the new specialty stuff, there's really no point in taking a Storm Host. Right. So it, it all depends on what you want to play with. But yeah. I think that's still important, the whole concept that you have to pick one of these two. Um, right. Because so, you'll see all these different models, and you can see about where you want to, you know, how you want to bring them in or, or not. Um. Let's see who's next. Oh, Krondus and Katarzai, yeah. the two new dragons. Um, these guys are cool. Yeah, these guys are cool. So, Krondus uh, was one of the rulers of the Draconith Empire. Um, he is one of the guys who cut the deal with the Seraphon. He's the guy who gave over the eggs for them to take uh, so that they can lock away Kragnos. Um, he. After this, when he saw his, his race was basically wiped out, and after they took his eggs safely away to be taken care of, he sort of stalks the outer parts of Azir. Yeah. Uh, he's got a cool... He's very into magic. He's very into being this protector. What's interesting is he would stalk the outer regions of Azir and not even let himself be known to the people out there. But if really weird stuff started to come from out the outer edges of Azir, he would sort of kill it before it even got near there. Yeah. It says he worked with the the uh the new 
hammers of Sigmar character, the Bastion Carthalos to, you know, sort of expel the last dragon ogres from Azir and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, yeah, he's sort of, he kind of appointed himself as sort of the, the protector of Azir. But yeah. now that Kragnos is back, he's, you know, back from his exile and he's, you know, he's ready to. Yeah. He's the guy who forged you know, the, what is it? The pact of Draconis with them. Yeah. Cause yeah, he yeah. wants to make sure they go with the, with, Go ahead. With the Seraphon. Right. Yeah, with the CEO, with the Seraphon, yeah. Uh his brother, Katarzai the Scarred. Um, this dragon is not like his brother. He's the younger brother. Um, this guy is all about violence, okay? Yeah. He's not happy. He was the brooding shadow behind his elder sibling Krondus' rule. Mm-hmm. Uh his glory was always a pale reflection of his brother's. Uh, he did fight alongside him against Kragnos, and in exchange for the fight, um, his horn, his one of his horns was broken. He had his yeah, says, scales all scarred. Yeah, it says he was rewarded with his for his loyalty by being struck by Kragnos's colossal mace. <laughs> like, ouch! <laughs> yeah. Um, th- this this reminds me of of Nagash's origin stories. Mm-hmm. Where he had, you know, where the 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 one had, the one guy had to do this, and the other guy got to be the leader. Uh, it's not the same by any stretch, but there's still that sort of weird, bitter, angry guy. Yeah, who's not the main guy. Uh, it is said not a single day has passed since the Age of Myth that his talents have not been bloodied. He swore the Pact Draconis only as long as it aids his crusade for vengeance, and he fights alongside his brother only to outmatch him. So you get sort of the noble wizardly magician you know he's still a powerful dragon but he's this noble defender and then you get his brother yeah. who's sort of a bit bloodthirsty and is constantly out for the kill right two very cool dragons i wanted to make an all dragon list and i don't know that you can take both of these guys and have enough points to take uh all dragons and as your battle line i think you run yeah, out of points at 2000 I, I think yeah you'd run out i think um a lot of similarities with these guys. They are also three up saves. They're also ten bravery. They both have eighteen wounds. Um, yeah. Basically, I think it, like one's a wizard, and one's a fighty guy. Yeah. Um, basically, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of the. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the the difference. Dude, they're. Uh, and they have slightly different. One has the apex maw and one has the annihilating yeah. jaws. Uh, Keterzai, right. they have he has similar stats. He gets more attacks for his talons and his jaws than his brother. He also gets three rend with his jaws as opposed to two rend with his brother. Um, right. These guys. He's a little a, better. At, he's a little better at fighting, and yeah, he doesn't have any magic. Uh, yeah. Now, what's interesting is their jaws. At their top wound level, because they got that sliding scale, yeah. they, they wound on a one plus. <laughs> yeah. Now I know I one. Guess you don't even. I guess you don't even roll. Well, I know. I mean, one still always miss. You would miss with a one plus. But if you do a minus right. one to their attacks, minus one. Or minus to, one to their. Minus one to wound for these guys puts them at a two plus. Yeah. So you'd have to be minus two to wound, to even affect their rolls. Yeah, which is very rare. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that before. I mean, I could be wrong, but I haven't seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Karazai has a potential, what is it, 18 and 
eight. That's twenty six. Like twenty six wounds plus his tail. Plus his tail. So they do have a lot of cool rules, though. Um, you know, uh, minus one from the attacks characteristics of melee weapons that attack him. So your minus one attacks down to a minimum of one. They both have the Blazing Tempest. That's their uh, shooting attack. You just pick a, pick a unit in range and roll a dice. And there's no yeah, misses so, here. Right. On yeah, a one did. or two, they do one mortal wounds. Yeah. On a three or four, they do D3. And a five and six, they do Z6. Yeah. So there is no miss. They do yeah, at it's least... it has got a good range, too. 18. Yeah. Um, they're a, they get as many attacks with their tail, and even their tail, their weakest attack is threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Yeah, and uh, it's within the number of enemy models within three inches, which could be a lot depending on who you're fighting. You jump down next to a horde. If you jump down next to my uh, night haunt, yeah, you'd get like yeah, you get like ten, twelve attacks with the tail. You're right. Uh, the rend wouldn't affect, but seriously, he, everything is threes by threes except for that jaw. Everything is rend two or three, two or three damage. These things are crazy brutal. Yeah, they're cool. Um, the big difference is the the wizard gets you know gets his two spells. He's two and two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, his 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 atavistic tempest is cool. Uh, cast on a nine, twenty four inches. Pick an enemy unit and then pick one of these effects below. Okay. Pick an enemy unit that this spell affects, and it's this is four spells in one. Mm-hmm. The only reason that they list it this way is so you can't cast them all separately. But basically, <laughs> yeah. this is the... I mean, he only can cast two spells. This is a toolbox. Yeah. So I pick Which an enemy extremely unit. extremely handy. Yeah. Either minus one to hit. Okay, and this all lasts till the, the, the my next hero phase. So I hit a unit within 24, and they're either minus one to hit... Minus one rend on a weapon to a minimum of dash. Minus one attacks characteristic for missile weapons or minus one to save their save rolls. So basically whatever they're good at, I can take it away. Yeah. That's so, I mean, these guys 100% fit their lore. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, they, yeah, they were totally designed for I mean, they're 600 points this. apiece. Yeah, 600 but, points each. Uh, and it's it's a nine it's a nine to cast it, but he's also got that ability where he can you know the less wounds he has on him, the more pluses he gets to cast. Oh right, yeah, he's gonna he starts at a plus three, and you got to take him down yeah. halfway to drop that at all. He's got to be down to his yeah. last couple of wounds not to get a plus to cast. Yeah. Um, his brother obviously doesn't have any magic, but. Uh, every time he destroys an enemy unit, you you apply an effect. So as this guy runs in with his potential 30 wounds, you know, um, if he kills a hero or a monster, he gets plus one attack to his melee weapons. So that's six attacks and four attacks, and then whatever's in range jumps up to seven and five for the rest of the battle. Okay, And it's each time he destroys an enemy unit, you can apply the irrelevant effect. So if he killed two heroes... Or a hero, and then killed a monster. Yeah, you know those. Keep five, adding them up. Those five wound heroes. <laughs> those five wound heroes that people take a bunch of to to juice their army. This guy eats yeah. them. Yeah. Um. If the uh, now if it's not a hero or a monster, if it's got three or more wounds, plus one to run and charge for the rest of the game. If it's got two wounds or less, he heals a wound. Yeah. 
Now, you got to destroy an enemy unit. It's not just one model. But when you have a potential of 30 wounds, you know, maybe more depending on how much. Threes by threes or better. Two or three rend. Three mm -hmm. damage. That's crazy. Three rend. Yeah. Stormcast are saving on sixes. Right? Yeah, it's it's you know I mean, it's really good. It's he's super good. He's super I like 600, this. 600 points slow. You know what he, he I think the bases on these guys. Do we know? I, I do not. Uh <laughs> I could we'll, yeah, we'd have to look up on the website because it usually says what kind of a base they come with. Yeah. Six hundred is it worth it? I think it might be. Yeah, for one of them. You just gotta pick your poison, you know, which one do you like better? Yeah, do you want the brutal guy or do you want the guy who's still kind of brutal, uh, not as brutal, but can throw magic around too? Casting yeah. and dispelling two is that's nothing to sneeze at. Whether no. you use his spell or not, I mean these guys are great. Well, I would assume you would use probably arcane shield on your first spell, and your next one would be his special spell that's what i would do yeah i mean there's just so much that these guys can do these guys are a big yes in the do they fit their lore um, oh for sure so good so much good um okay what's next what do we got next next we're going so to the, the, the heroes of the celestial host yep so these are the guys who were pretty much in you know the previous books. These are the these are the uh, yeah the the what is it mostly the uh, first edition heroes. Yeah, like Vanus Hammerhand, yeah. uh, Aventus Firestrike, Astria Soul Bright. Those yeah. are the three. Uh, these are the the heroes. So we'll cover these three. Basically, everybody knows who Vandis Hammerhand is. He's the yeah. first of the Hammers of Sigmar. This guy's been fighting for a couple hundred years on the battlefield, and he's legendary. Uh, he's the guy yep. who fought with Corgus Cool. Um, he also gets weird visions. He gets dreams and visions and some weird crackling elemental energy only known as Lightning Man. He fought in the Soul yeah. Wars. All this stuff talks about everybody knows who he is. Uh, he's just He is just a legendary hero. I used to take him. Uh, I love taking either him or, the, you know, that because he came with that first, that first box yeah, set. Yeah, he was in, yep. And he, I, I've used him before in games, and he's super cool. Even if you don't use him, if you just use that model and just take him as the the, because you could always you could have taken him as the generic one. There's so much. Yeah. Fun. Uh, you got him. You got Aventus Firestrike. Uh, this one, you know, one of the mages. Um, consume now. Before, before becoming Aventus Firestrike, was fighting with Chaos. Uh, consumed a sphere of raw. Act. Actheris, Actherosite, Realmstone, yeah, known as the ever. So he ate some Realmstone. Oh, Actherosite, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, the ever burning coal, transfuting himself into a being of pure flame. It is still at his core today, yeah, uh, and and fuels his spellcraft. The you know uh, the God King has named him Magister of Hammerhall. So that's him. Uh, lots of fire, literally consumed a big chunk of Realmstone. What a maniac! <laughs> And then yeah. you got Astria Soul Blight, uh, the Lord Arcanum of the Shimmer Souls. This is the Sancrosanct. These are the wizardy guys. Yeah. Um, th this person's sorcery stems from a mix of Azerite and Hishian schools. This is one of the supplicants of the Great Lens. This is one of the people who used the big, the big old Empire War machines. The you know, yeah, um, yeah, the, uh... yeah. 
And uh, it's her group of Stormcast that have been tasked with finding uh, a solution to the reforging flaw. Yeah, she does a lot of traveling around. Yeah. That kind of thing. So those are our three big heroes. Let's take a look at them and see if they live up to their lore. Yeah. Um, starting yeah. with Hammerhand. Um, yeah, he's pretty much what you think he is. He's a guy. He's mounted on one of the uh, Dracos. He's got a special hammer, pretty much. And he's got the Lord of the Hammerhands uh-huh. uh, ability, which is awesome because it's got such a long range. I mean, it's 24 inches, and all Hammers of Sigmar units don't take battle shock. That's <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, so if you play Hammers and you take him, yeah, a two-foot radius for no battle shock is bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, once again, 10 bravery, 9 wounds, 3 up save. Uh, he gets 3 attacks, but he gets plus 2 if he charges. 1 rend, 3 damage. It's not bad. It's just as I'm reading this, the only thing that really fits with this, that makes him special on this sheet, is that thing that nobody breaks from Battleshock around him. And that's that because right. he's a freaking legend. Yeah. So it's it's I would say no. It's there's nothing in here that super ties him mm. into his lore rules wise, uh, but it's it's uh, it could tip either way. It's very close to a no, but you could say because that one rule. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I guess as the you know as one of the lords of the hammers of Sigmar, he really does buff hammers of Sigmar up bunch yeah he, he does the battle shock thing and then he does that other thing too you can pick a friendly hammers of sigmar redeemer unit wholly within a 12 inches and add one to their attacks for their melee weapons is, so yeah that yeah, is, which is yeah pretty good too. yeah yeah i yeah. mean i yeah you know what it's it's weird i guess it does fit his lore um and i guess it fits the way he because hammerhand's another one of those guys who doesn't see himself as super special like He's a lord. He's got responsibilities. He's just doing his job sort of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but everyone around him is super affected by him because he's a legend. So that's, that's it is cool. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, there's nothing super. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Built you, know, in, right. you get to fire strike. Fire strike, uh, you know, mm-hmm. another three up save. It's riding the Taralon. Um. Yeah. You know, it, because it's the fire stuff, I guess there's some stuff in here. Uh, Comet Trail, which I don't think he's the only one who has Comet Trail. Uh, after he moves, uh, no, plus the, one to the hit. The generic guy has it. Yeah. Uh, after he moves, plus one to hit for attacks made by friendly hammers of Sigmal and Hammerhall units within three inches of him. So, yeah. yeah. So after he moves, you know, if other guys are around him. I mean, it's not bad. It's and plus, it's yeah. hammer hall units, so you could take in. This right. is another one if you're taking a cities mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's got uh, he he is a wizard, as they said, and he's got the uh, pyroletic blast. Uh, yep. Seven range of nine. Pick a point. Every enemy unit within three inches takes D three mortals because he's calling fire down. Because you know he ate the fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the generic guy. Pretty much has the same ability. It's just, it's a little different. Yeah, and then you got Soulbright. Now Soulbright, to me, doesn't have anything that sticks out with that. You know, the whole, it's my quest to find the like. It's yeah. There's no special rule that signifies that. I mean, right? Not, I mean, uh, you know, another. It's still three up save. Still all that. 
Her uh, spell is super good, though. Her spell is very good. Yeah, her spell's good, and she can reroll charge rolls on her uh, on her Dracoline. Yeah, the the generic guy can do that too. Right. That's that's yeah. Uh, so what's that spell? Lightning pulse. Yeah, so lightning pulse. Uh, casting value six, range six. Uh, successfully cast. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units within range. So it's a AOE. Oh, to your next hero phase. That's not bad. Yeah, and it's just just have to be within six, within range. It's not wholly within. It's just yeah, I gotta be touched by it. So you throw, you charge him into the middle of a couple of units in the battle, and all these units are suddenly at minus one. Yeah, not bad. No, it's good. Not bad. Um, but yeah, nothing that really sticks as far as you know, uh, fit into the yeah, there, the lore right, stuff. But no, still, it's yeah, not bad. No, no, it's good. All right, who's next? What do we got next? No, we're not to the knights yet, David. Back up your pages here. All right, so Artists. yeah, champions of High Azir. Garviel Sureheart, Neve Black Talon, and Garda Steel Soul. These guys were all, I believe, second edition add-ons, weren't they? Or were they right before second edition? Uh, no, these guys are these are original dudes. Oh, they are first I edition. Think, oh, that's Garda right. Steel Neve came Soul, out about halfway yeah. through first edition because they when they released yeah. that second uh, set of units. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garviel Sureheart was a slave, and basically his mission, he seized free people from their shackles and... Subject those who would oppress them to Sigmar's displeasure. So he's, you know, anti-slavery. Yeah. Spartacus, basically. Uh Uh-huh. And he's really, (laughs) and he's really, and he's fast. He got debuffed so hard. Yes, he did. But he was dumb. Oh, he got nerfed. He got nerfed big time. But, okay, you know what, though? He was one of those auto-take guys. And when you're an auto-take, you need a debuff. He was. He was too good. (laughs) I love taking him. Uh, Neve Black Talon, um, she's a hunter. She can actually ride the winds etheric without a mount. Yeah, uh, got, that that ability got a lot better in yeah. this new book. Uh, so she can actually do this. Uh, what's interesting is she every you know she's she's one of those who gets sent out and she's another hunter going hunt down the enemies. Yeah. Every time she gets reforged, she loses some more of her memories. Right. Uh, so people are, but it says she suspects that th- within the depths of her soul are buried secrets from her past that may not only save her degenerating humanity, but also prove invaluable to the God King's mission. I like that little bit. And there's nothing in yeah. her rules that have anything to do with that. <laughs> but <laughs> no. I just, I like how this whole thing is. Yes. Every time I, you know, I get out, sent out on the worst missions and I die and I come back and I'm a little less me, but I believe deep down that whatever it is that I'm losing it's still there, and once I find it, it's going to change things. Uh-huh. It leaves a lot of interesting stuff open for stories uh, with her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she, you know, plus D3 attacks if she charges. She can run and shoot, and she can ride the winds etheric. Um, yeah. But all that fancy stuff in her in her backstory, none of that is uh-uh. really game applicable, so none of it really shows up. Is she a cool right. model? Yes. Does she can do cool things? Yes. But lore-wise, it's not like she's a big. Right. Big, yeah, and same, uh, with, same with Gavriel Sherhart. I mean, yeah. not, his rules really don't do any. I mean, they don't really. Oh, that's right. He's we got, totally he's forgot got, to read about him. Go, let's take him. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got um, he's got the basic rule. He's basically, he's a Lord Celestine. And I think he's got the same 
he's got the pretty much the generic rules for them, except for his one for once more for Sigmar charge ability got changed. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, once <laughs> per turn he can issue forward to victory to hammers of Sigmar without uh, spending a command point. Yeah. Which is still good. It's not that plus three inches that everything gets, but that was that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um I guess I guess I mean what's the what's the what are the odds of rolling a six as opposed to rolling a nine and then getting a re roll? Is that about the same? Uh, I'm not certain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he's pretty generic. He fits the rules, you know, as this guy who's out there, you know. Uh, you know, but he's basically, yeah, he's, like you said, he's got a Lord, uh, Celestin's rules with one special bonus. Yeah. He's got, his shield is, yeah, is a, basically, I mean, other people have the same shield. So. The gen, the generic Lord on that shield. I love that shield. So if I, if I roll a six to save, then yeah. you take a mortal wound. Like it's, I get a yeah. perfect save. I bounce it back on you. Yeah. That's I think, cool. I think the guy in the, the guy in the big dragon has that. Yeah. And then we got Garda Steel Soul. Um, you know, the, he's a hallowed knight, and everybody just thinks he's amazing. Right. Um, this guy glows since his second reforging. He, there's a glow <laughs> yeah. around him. Um, and, I mean, it's everybody loves him. He doesn't think he's worthy, you know, um, but he's the reason that so many people, like, you know, he he's done so much, and he's just super humble. Like all of his guys are saying, he should get Thunderstrike armor. Like he should be mm-hmm. elevated to to the special armor and all this stuff. You know, sure, cross the Rubicon, make him one of the bigger guys. I get it, but <laughs> um, you know, he's just an all around great fighter, great uh, great guy, and one of those guys who doesn't really see his own value as much as other people. Uh, might around him. Yeah, and his rules are really good. Yeah, and they really they they reflect his stuff I, really yeah, well. I think so. Um, friendly hallowed knight units wholly within twelve yeah. of him get a five up ward. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that is really good. <laughs> it's excellent. Um, if he gets killed on the combat phase on a two up, he can fight before you get rid of him. Yeah. And considering he's got five attacks with one rend and two damage, that can be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then um, once per battle in the charge phase, he can do a saintly assault. And basically until the end of that turn, he can reroll charge rolls on Hallowed Knights wholly within 12 and add one of the attacks of melee weapons wholly within 12. That's a pretty yeah. cool rule. And once again, that, 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 that inspiration to his guys. He right. calls on... The the he calls on them and um and they can just do better. That's really cool. Yeah, you you basically just drop him, drop him and a unit of paladins of your choice, just <laughs> nine inches nine nine inches away from something, and then just go for it. Yep, that's pretty absolutely. much what you do with them. All right, so let's see. Um, we're gonna move into the non-named. Uh, characters here. Uh, yeah. So what we we'll do is let's take a break, and then we'll come sure. back and we'll talk about the rest of the lords 
before we get into yeah. the nights, because dear goodness, there's so many of them. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section, and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols, and if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either, but you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards because as the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Hello. Hello. All right. So let's see here. Uh, Warlords of the Heavens. Mm. Now we're getting into some of the some of the older uh, guys. Uh, you're going to see some of these guys here. Um, you know, guys we've seen before. And it starts with the Lord Celestins. Uh, for those chambers that usually fight on the front lines, warrior, harbinger, exemplar, extremist, command falls to the Lord Celestins. Um, there are three different Lord Celestin units. Depending mm-hmm. on their mounts, um, and they are the, the you know, the guy in the dragoth. Yeah, they're well, and they're kind of they they were your original sort of the leader. You know, they were your, and they still you know they got that sort of generic leadership thing going on with them right now. Um, yeah, you can be on the Star Drake, on a yep. dragoth, and on or foot. He- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or on foot, yep. Now, if you're on foot, you're still, now, oh, only a nine bravery for this guy. You know, <laughs> but a six wounds, three up save. What's interesting for these guys, like this guy just comes with the basic weapon, the rune blade and hammer. Yeah. Um, you know, sixes do two mortals. He's got five attacks. Um, he does get that uh, D6 attacks from his war cloak because he's got the hammer cloak. And this is the guy you used to use, right? I did like this guy. I liked mm-hmm. him. The hammer cloak rule is a little different, but yeah, you could drop one of these guys on there. Um, uh, uh, he he was he was a good choppy lord. Yeah, uh, he used uh, to put used to play like the sword of judgment on him. What was the name of it? I don't know. This I, I don't remember if you could pick the different things, but it was still like I used to give him. I forget what special rule, but yeah, he had something that gave him that extra that extra a bit of oomph that was it's really like, pretty it's, nice. It's like a it's actually a point of damage or something when he rolled a six or something like yeah. that. yeah. 
Looks but like some hammer or sword you could get. Basically, the one thread that runs through all these guys is they all get some sort of a... Well, they uh, all have the inescapable vengeance role. Right. That's kind of... The, Although I think they, they they all call it... Uh, well, they all... Well, the guys on foot, the, the guys on foot I'm talking, have that have that role. The, so, like, like Gavriel Sherhart has inescapable vengeance. Oh, right. He's yeah, a Lord yeah, yeah. Salison. The guy, Lord Salison on foot, has it. Um... Yeah, they have that rule, and then yeah. they yeah. But now, like the 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 guy on the Drakoth and this mm-hmm. guy, they both have like furious retribution. They oh all, yeah, they all yep. have the ability to give some sort of a command for free. Yeah. For uh, free. On foot, once per battle, you can do all at attack for uh, Stormcast Eternals for free. The Drakoth, uh, once per battle, all out attack on Stormcast for free. The guy on the Star Drake, once per battle, he can just issue a command for free. Yeah. So once you get up on a giant dragon, it doesn't have to be all out attack. You can issue whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all they're all pretty good. They're all pretty. These are your general. I mean, I hate to call them generic heroes, but that's kind of what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on foot, the guy's got five attacks and sixes do two mortals. You put him on a Drakoth, he gets to ch- choose between the different weapons. And this is the one that I always had. When I took the guy on the Drakoth, uh, if I didn't, if you, because you couldn't take Vandisol, you know, in one in the rules at, uh, at part of it. But I would give him the um, the Tempestus Hammer, which adds D3 attacks when he charges. And then he'd have the Sigmarite Shield, which sixes to save. Um, yeah. Do a mortal wound. The thunder shield. Yeah, yeah do a mortal shield. wound back. But basically, if you put him once you put him on the dragon, you could pick any of the paladin weapons to put him on here. Mm-hmm. And the Drakoth can do a little spit attack to do D three mortal wounds. Yeah, was there a, there must have been a is it I think there must be a, a generic you can build him when you buy the box of Drakoth riders, right? You have the option to build a Lord Celestine. I think so. Yeah, and when you bought that first thing, when you built Vandas Hammerhand, there was like Vandas Hammerhand, but they also they had that you know the generic Lord Celestine. I think was sort of that that mix. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get up to the Lord Celestine on the Star Drake, yeah, um, you won't, you get you get less choices for weapons, but it's not like you really need them. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you get three attacks that can do up to two damage, or you do six attacks that do one damage. Mm-hmm. But then you've got this Reign of Stars, which yeah. is the 30-inch Reign of the Dragons. It's uh, so weird. Yeah, I I don't even know what it is. I, it's like I, <laughs> it's yeah. He's it's it's but he's a dragon. He just he's, sheds. Yeah, it just. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he, I don't know if he breathes it or if it just comes off his body. I don't, it doesn't even matter, man. 30-inch range, <laughs> threes by twos, yeah. three rend, two damage. It's Good. kind of awesome. Yeah. Um. But the big thing is the cavernous jaws. That's the fun part. Oh, yeah. And I like this one. Okay. <laughs> so after you pile in, in, this changed because now you get to do more of it the healthier you are. So pick yeah. a number of enemy models within three inches equal to or less than the value shown on the chart. If the roll is greater than their wounds characteristics, they're killed. Yeah. So you can dead. pick three <laughs> models. Yeah. You equal could, to or less is the big thing. Equal to is so you just have to roll 
You know, you no, if it's greater than their, if you no, know, it's. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, equal to or less than the Cavernous Jaws value. So you got to pick. You, on this yeah, you can only pick, you you don't have to pick a full three like when you start. So yeah. you you could pick less than three, but roll a die if it's greater than the wound characteristic than. it's slain. You can yeah. kill small heroes if you you know drop three drop him in front of a couple of heroes that are you know together. Yeah, bubbling. Roll, roll and, a six. Yeah, he eats them. Um, yeah, that's a great little thing. Plus, he adds one to casting and for friendly wizards and subtracts one for casting for unfriendly wizards because they're so suffused with magic. Right. So, and I mean, this is... These and were, 18 wounds is pretty sweet. Yes. But these are these were, I mean, this was that second book. This was the book that came out that just had all the dragon stuff in it. Yeah. And then the third book... Tempted, combined, yeah. I'd be tempted to give this guy... The uh, the arcane tomb or whatever the thing that makes him a wizard, so he can just cast arcane shield on himself just all the time. Do you know what the arc? Yeah, the tome, the arcane tome. That would be yeah, yeah, because he's not a named character. Mm-mm. Oh, that would be ridiculous, right? So he could just cast arcane shield on himself. Then he doesn't have to all out defense all the time. He cast arcane shield. Yeah, two how up much, save. How much is this guy? I remember when this model even came out, people were so mad because the, even I didn't. His armor is all squared off. It should be slight, sleeker. <laughs> Where is he on a Star Trek? Do it on a Star Trek. Do it on a Star Trek. Uh, oh, there he is. 500. 500. So he's a quarter of your army. Yeah. For six, I you know, I'd almost want to take the just the straight up dragon for 600. Although this does have a lot of cool rules. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like all the Lord Celestines. I played with all of them when I would play uh, when I played Stormcast because they were they were that hero. Man, this was the this was your you know your GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip. This was the first dude <laughs> yeah. that you know yeah. when you first started playing Stormcast. These were it. And they Did you ever they, play a game with this guy? Yes. I've never I've never played with them. Or against him. Yeah, he did a lot. Now, I had to borrow somebody's because I didn't have one built. Okay. But uh, th- it did a lot. And the thing is, even if it doesn't do that much, every like your opponent is either running away from him and he's holding space, or your opponent is throwing everything into him, so the rest of your army is just smashing through stuff because they're putting yeah. everything they have into this guy. Yeah, he's going to be a lot harder to kill now, too. Oh, yeah. That's just so good, though. Uh, who? What's next? Lord Aquilors. Their souls yeah. are attuned to the wild. Leaders of the Vanguard Auxiliary Chambers. Masters of Guerrilla Warfare. And so then we take a look at these dudes. Yep, these guys are the... And they ride the winds of Theric. The yeah, on the Griff Charger. Yep. I have one. And once per battle round, they can issue a command to a friendly Vanguard unit wholly with 18 inches without a command point being spent. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they... That's actually not bad. They can fly all over the place, and they get one free command to a vanguard unit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's once again, it's limited to a certain number of units, but they're probably units you're taking with this dude. Yeah, I mean, get, letting him do all-out attack on a nice big unit of, uh, you know, hunters. You know, the guys mm-hmm. with the with the with the crossbows is pretty pretty good. Yeah, but once again, as with the Celestins, the Aquilors, there's nothing in here that particularly plays mm-hmm. to that lore. No, uh, no. But, you know, it doesn't 
God, there's so many characters, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> the Lord Arcanums. Now, there's four of these bros. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is who I usually have as my general in my army. I use a Lord Arcanum on foot. Okay. Um, these guys lead into the army, and these are the guys who grapple with the imperative of finding a cure for the flaw in reforging. I can guarantee right. you that there's no special rule for that again. Um, no. It, it's funny how some guys' lore really just seems to lend to like storytelling more than... And other guys, their entire war scroll, it's like, oh, they wrote that war scroll and then wrote their lore because it fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Uh, so first one is on a Toralon. Yeah. You know, this guy's a wizard. He's got that comet trail and the cycle of yeah, the which, storm. Which is a lot which is a lot cooler than it used to be. Uh yeah, it's comet trail. After you've made a normal w- w- move, add one to hit rolls for Stormcast Eternal. So, oh, that is the other guy had this, the other guy we talked about earlier. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to implement it now. I mean, before you had to actually fly over the enemy unit, which is like really complicated and wordy and now it's just a lot easier. Now, plus one to hit if they're within three inches of him. Until yeah. your next hero phase. Wow. Okay, so wait a minute. After he's made a move. Uh-huh. So it's during the movement phase. When he finishes his move, every unit within three inches of him gets plus one to hit until your next hero phase. Right. That's that's interesting. And then once per turn, um, it, that's when if, if if a model dies within 18 inches, he can yeah, heal they, one they, wound. They, they just FAQ'd that rule also. Oh, so this is the one where if it dies and there's still eight wounds to take, you can heal the one, but then he's still got to take the rest of those wounds. He's still got to save them. Yeah, right? they, completely, they completely reworded. Yeah, that's lame because this rule was really cool. If I die, if this model dies... I can pick him up and have him one wound left, and that's really cool. Just that, nope, you're not dying. You are getting up to fight for Sigmar, which is a really yeah. cool thing. And now it's like, oh, I got hit, and okay, stand up, but you still got to take all those other wounds. Looks like you're not going to do much surviving. <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's the new, the new rule. Okay. It says, once per turn, before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to another friendly Stormcast Eternals unit within 18 inches of this unit. And that wound or mortal wound would cause a model in that unit to be slain. You can say that this unit will capture and return that warrior's soul. If you do so, that wound or mortal wound is negated. So it's just a lot cleaner than this old one. Read that again. Read that one more time. Yeah, so once per turn before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to another friendly Stormcast Eternals unit within 18 inches of this unit, and that wound or mortal wound would cause a model in that unit to be slain, you can say that this unit will capture and return that warrior's soul. If you do so, that wound or mortal wound is negated. Right, but the thing, and that's what we were talking about, though, and I thought in the FAQ they asked, if if you're allocating wounds, if that model dies and there's still more wounds to take. Like if it's a hero yep. say and there's that, uh, then, okay, so he saves the first three, he takes a wound, he takes a wound, he takes a wound. You almost got to roll these one at a time when it gets yeah, down to that I last wound because when that last right. wound is taken, okay, that wound he's not taking. 
Okay, so he saved that right. last killing wound. Now see if the rest of the wounds that are coming in kill him. I'm so, pretty certain. So, yeah, so what I think, yeah, so what I think you could do with this is you say you take five wounds, right? You take the first one. Ow. You take the second one. Model dies. Ugh. You use this ability. He gets up. You, he, you, he, you just negate it. Boop. But then you still take the other. Yeah, you still got to save three all those wounds. other wounds. Yeah. You still got to take the other three wounds. I mean, there's no getting around this. But you, what's different, though, with this is you don't have to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's once per turn. So, yeah, you can. You can... Right. But, but it says it, um, you can say yeah. this unit will. The other version of this is if a friendly model is slain instead of. Well, I guess it says you can heal. Yeah, you can heal a wound. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to do it. So. I suppose I you can wait until you can wait until it's that last guy who dies and save him. Pre- precisely, or you or you save it for you know you got a, a hero who's going to take a bunch of wounds like somewhere, and you just wait for him. You know, if you don't want to take it on your hero or whatever. Right. It's just it's it's kind of wordy and cumbersome, and it's not. It's quite, a weird yeah. rule. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird and once per turn. So. So that's let's see. So we got. Uh, that was the one on the Toralon. And like I said, a lot of potential for damage again. A potential for eight to uh, eight wounds from his thing and then up to man, up to twelve from the from the monster. So the Lord yeah. Arcan and the Montoralon can can get some stuff done. You put him on a Dracoline, similar stats. Uh, he still has that cycle of the storm thing. That's the thing that runs through all these. That I could, if a guy yeah, dies, I can pull it. his, I can pull his soul up, mm-hmm. which is themey to what they said. But boy, did they word it cumbersomely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's always been a point of contention. Pretty yeah. much every game I've ever played with it. It's like, what does that dumb rule do? Well, once per turn, like, what does that mean? Like, what's once per turn? Okay, does that mean, like, battle round, or is that... No, that's turn. A battle round is a battle round, so I can do it my turn and your turn, but still. I know. It's just that whole thing of waiting until that last wound goes. Like, when am I going to use it so that I don't actually have to lose the model? Right, right. Everyone always... That's a huge thing with people who either don't play a lot or new players or whatever. It's like... What's the difference between a turn and a battle round? I'm like, well, <laughs> battle round is two turns. So you can use that once on my turn, once on your turn. I'm like, yeah. Like, man. <laughs> yeah. okay. We each have a turn, and our combined turns make a battle round. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you put him on a Griff Charger. He could ride the winds etheric. He's still got the cycle of the storm. Yeah. I and, like that guy. Yeah. Because he can move. And he can cast yeah, that yeah. spell, that healing light. Yes. I like the guy in foot um, because of his spell. And I like to bring the, uh, the Deus Arcanum with him so he can fly anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's got, yeah, that Thunderclap spell. Pick an enemy yeah, unit and subtract one for hit rolls until your next hero yeah. phase for them. That is good. Yeah, it's good. So, but there's four of them, and they're basically, it's that, <laughs> it's the annoying rule that links them all together. <laughs> yeah. Once you get the hang of it, it's okay to... Use it. It's just when you first start reading, you're like, "What the heck is going on with this stupid thing?" Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not that difficult, but you, for it to be effective, you have to use it at the exact right time. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Basically, just it basically just saves you from taking one wound if you think of it like that. Uh, you get the Lord Imperitans and Bastion Carthalos. 
Um, yeah. Imperidents uh, have Thunderstrike armor. These are the guys who marshal the storm host. Uh, yeah, I might end up switching out my uh, my uh, Gabriel Sherhart for this guy. For Bastion? He's pretty no, awesome. No, for the Lord. Oh, the, the Lord no, Imperidents. No, just, okay. just, just for the Lord Imperidents. Um, they have Stormcaller batons, and this is the part that really does fit with their scroll because it literally is talking about their weapon. Wrought by yeah. Grungny the Great Maker, or Grugny the Great Maker. Uh, they are bathed in the energies of star bridges, allowing him to summon heavenly enforcements to the field with astonishing precision. This is the guy that allows you to st- star drop <laughs> cl- less than nine inches away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's only seven, but seven's a huge deal. And, he, and then you get to issue a command point for free. Oh, yeah. So you get to, so you can do once for, you know, charge, you know, reroll your charge if you want. So it's the same rule as freaking Gabriel Sherhart. Except you get to be within seven instead of nine. Like, now that's on. only one unit, though. So yeah. if you're bringing guys up from the stars, you can, it, one unit gets seven inches. So if you have more than one unit you want to drop in close, you got to stagger them out. He can bring one in one mm-hmm. turn, one unit in the next turn. Yeah, he can do it every well, turn. I mean, Excuse me, I'm yawning. I mean, I Gabriel's ru- Gabriel's rule is only for one unit as well. Yeah. So now we get Bastian Carthalos. Uh, this is. The Lord Commander, standing above the Lord Imperitant. Yeah. Um, he's just awesome sauce. Like, his character yeah, is like, he's been in all the battles. Sigmar, Sigmar himself has given him a bath. Uh, you know, um, yeah. he was the last soul to cross the gates of Azir before the gates were sealed. Um, right. Leading the God King to jestingly name him Bastion the Late. Um, but beneath <laughs> his armor, it is said that a ragged void exists in his chest, a vortex of raw lightning. Um, this is, I mean, he is, he is just a, an honored and, and cherished, uh, member of the, uh, the Stormcast Eternals and his rules go with it. <laughs> He's nuts. Dude's got eight wounds and, yeah. and, 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 he, and he's, uh, he's no wings. No mount, eight wounds. Yeah. This guy's got a two entry, four attacks, threes by twos, two rend, four damage. That's good. Yeah. Once yeah. per turn, you can pick an enemy unit on the battlefield, roll a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic, and for every six, they take a mortal wound. That, so he's, that's cr- that's good, dude. With all the monsters like flying around, I mean, yeah, I, was, I think I'll pick up eighteen dice for yeah, your the wounds characteristic monster. of that unit. Yeah. Pick an enemy unit. So let's over there. Yeah, eighteen wounds on that monster. Sweet, Bonk. But okay, well, not, here's my question, and this yeah. and this is just because, and I'm not trying to be, I'm trying not trying to be gamey, because I, I don't understand what. I have a unit of twenty chain rasps. Yeah, they're one wound a piece. Yeah, is the wound characteristic of the unit one? Yeah, so it's not twenty because there's twenty wounds in the unit. Because no. it's the characteristic for the unit. Okay. Right. Yep. So that's but if still... it's Kragnos. Yeah. Kragnos uh, yeah. has eighteen wounds or whatever he's got. A lot of these. Yeah. Um. Here's another great thing because this is the guy who who you know he sets up the armies. He does all this stuff at the start of the first battle round. After determining who's got the first turn, but before that turn begins, he can pick D three friendly hammers of Sigmar units and reset them. Based on, you know, you still got to follow the battle plan rules. 
Yeah. But he can move D3 units around after everything's done and decide what yeah. he wants to do with that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yeah. He's got a four-up ward on top of his three-up save. And once per turn, he can issue a command to a hammers unit anywhere on the battlefield yeah. without spending a command point. And at the end of a phase, of uh, at the end of a phase, if any enemy models were slain by wounds caused by this unit's attacks in that phase, heal all his wounds back. Yeah. If he kills anything at the end of the phase, he gets yeah. all his wounds back. Yep. Dumb. This guy is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's really good. Oh, and I forgot. Did I mention? Did did we mention that he is that is he's got a, the two inch range on his attacks, four attacks, yeah. threes by twos, two rends, four damage, four damage. We talked about it last episode. It's like, oh, that's wow. right. Yeah, we were trying to come up with other things that have that much damage, and there's a couple things. That Someone some emailed had mentioned. me. Yeah, yeah. I think the Keeper of Secrets. I think I know that one. They have like five damage on like their piercing claws if they haven't taken any wounds. Right. There's, and I'm like, yeah, but that's a big old monster. This dude is just a dude. He's <laughs> yeah, just a dude swinging a big hammer. He's an eight-wound infantry model. He <laughs> yeah. is not on a mount. He does not have wings. He does not have uh, – he does. He is not wearing an exosuit. He is a dude. Yeah. I like this model. Yeah, I like cool. this guy. The, How much uh, does this uh, dude cost? That's he, the model is Oh, the model's special. gorgeous. We're really good. Hold on. I got to find this guy. Bastion. Where are uh, you? Where is he? In the... He's in there somewhere. It'd be nice if he was like alphabetical in the back. but it's uh, It is, but I don't see him. Why am I missing him? He's got to have points. You can't just give a model and not give him points. Yeah, there he is. He's 300. Oh, he's 300? Yeah, Lord Commander Bastion Cardinal. That's I was looking for. Be Lord Commander, three hundred is not bad. It's not bad for what he with a three up save, a four up ward, and eight wounds. Yeah, he's a tank, and he could basically. deal out sixteen damage. Yeah, not to mention his more. other things. Yeah, ah, oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's a t- he's a, he's just a tank, you know. Yeah, he should be. A lot of- a lot Best of uh, elite. Stormcast armies, you getting painted blue and gold, man. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm, I'm okay. There are so many characters in here with the hammers of Sigmar keyword, <laughs> uh, and and so few yeah. with any other keyword. Like they're really pushing you to be the Golden Boys. <laughs> they got Guard of Seal Soul in here. Uh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get through the rest of these lords. We got, uh, and I don't, hold on, let me just double check if any of these guys are double downs after this. No, they're not. Okay. So we got Lord Castellans, Lord Relictors, Lord Veritans, Lord Exorcists, Lordinators, and the Praetors are mentioned in here. They're the only non-lords, but since this is where they're mentioned, we are going to talk about them. Uh, once again, almost almost all of these guys are old school heroes from this. The Castellans, uh defense is the greatest form of attack. They have the warding lanterns, bays the stormcats in the lambent goal of the light of Azir, restoring Sigmarite plate and storm-kissed flesh alike. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually does fit right into their lore. Oh, with ab- his, with absolutely. His, yeah. 
Uh, Lord Relictors are the guys with the skull faces. I always had one of these in my army. Mm-hmm. Um, they were shamans and hierophants. Uh, they're the high priests, the spiritual champions. They turn the power of soul and storm into a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Veritants, using the light of their lanterns to expose the ruinous taints of chaos. They are most often seen aiding witch hunters. And this one actually does kind of fit, too, when you see their rules. I could see them aiding witch hunters with this. Yeah, they have the lantern that just like hurts wizards, and they have a uh-huh. spell, which also affects... Uh, yeah, it's a prayer, mm-hmm. and it's just against enemy units, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Lord Exorcist. This one's actually cool. Um, these are the guys who uh, battling demons and spirits. They're dour folk, not given to, to companionship, um, but they get to. We'll come back to the Lord Ordinator because they are a completely different animal from the rest of these. But let's yeah. look at them. This is Gaul between 151 and 153. Let me get over there. Blip, blop, blurp. Okay. Uh, all right. So the rel- – no, not the, the – the Celestant. Um, yeah, Castellan. Oh, wait. Or this, we covered the Celestant. Oh, we covered the Celestant. No, the Castellan. There he is. Yeah, the Castellan. Um, the Warding Lantern, pick a friendly Stormcast unit or an enemy unit. Stormcast, add one to their save rolls. Enemy unit on a two-up, they take D3 mortal wounds because it's that light. The light is either healing the Stormcast or, yeah. you know, burning the heretic. Yeah, I always have one of these guys just for that. That plus one save is just just clutch. Yes, adding one to your save rolls is so good. You could just – and I plus D, D3 wounds so often is like, oh, I'd, I'd much rather – I that plus one to my save is going to save me more than D3 wounds. Oh, for sure. You know, it's so good. Uh, yeah. the Lord he doesn't Rel- heal the people anymore with it, but that's okay. He used to heal people if they rolled a seven plus on their save. But oh, that's right, whatever. plus one, and if your roll was higher than a six, that's right. They could. Uh, yeah. That was interesting. Uh, the Lord Relictor. He's got the relic hammer. Uh, plus one to ch- now. This guy's different. Uh, he, plus one to chanting rolls because now he's a now he's a a priest. He's a right? priest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's plus one to chanting rolls is great. Uh, healing storm either heal three d three wounds to a unit, or lightning storm deal d three wounds to a unit and subtract one for hit rolls for them until your next hero phase. That's really great. The healing d three is okay in a clutch, but it's d three wounds and minus one to hit till your next hero phase from this yeah. guy is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that guy a lot. Um, Veritants. Veritants fit their role. These are the guys that have the lantern um, and and the sword. Uh, the lantern, they can... Now, what I like about this, they're not wizards, but that lantern is that anti-magic stuff because they're sacrosanct. Yeah. Or are they sacrosanct? Yep. No. No. Um, but they can unbind a spell. Yeah. Like Which they're is, a wizard, right? And, These guys are okay. They kind of yeah. they. I I used to bring one, but then I kind of didn't really do enough for me. No, but I guess it. He has, just, he, I, and he has eight wounds now, which is yeah. pretty good. But just as far as their lore goes, that's all I'm talking about. Unbinding mm-hmm. a spell, they don't cast them, but they can stop wizards from casting. And their yeah. prayer, pick an enemy unit, and it takes D three mortal wounds. 
that's just all from that once again from that light of Azir being shined on them. Um, yeah, is he great? No. Uh, yeah. Does he fit the lore? That's what I was looking at, and I say yes. Eh. Okay. You know, I just it, you know at least with his weapon, it works the way it's supposed to. Lord Exorcist, mm-hmm. I've never taken one of these. I have neither. Um, he is a wizard. What's this rule? The Redemptor Casket. Slain models this cannot be returned to enemy units that are within nine inches of any friendly units of this ability. Did he always have that? I that don't new? think. I don't think so because I think you would have seen that a lot more often. Yeah, that's you pretty good. That, put... happens, that happens a lot now. Yeah, you take one of those against my night haunt, and the one thing I've got going for me goes away until I kill this guy. Yeah, I cannot put back. I mean, so many guys can put back. So many armies can put back models and he's like not yeah. near me yeah. because I don't allow I'm an he's an exorcist that soul is yeah. not going anywhere get it right. out of here huh. um and even it, it, the purifying blast goes off on a 5 within 12 inches roll a die for each enemy unit within range add that unit's yeah. bravery to the roll and if it's 12 or less it takes d3 mortal wounds that's an aoe attack too mm mm-hmm. mhm it's weird, though, because I'm adding their bravery to my dice, and if the total is 12 or less, which means it's almost never going to work on undead All right. or demons, which you would think is the thing that... And when I thought about <laughs> it, and I, here's what I think, because like, that makes no sense. He's an exorcist. And I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, read Demons the... and undead aren't possessing anybody. They are right. themselves just ghosts and demons. But right. if there's something possessing a, a, a non ghost or demon he's kicking yeah. the ghosts and demons out well it's I think that, like it might be worth like the the lore behind that is he says slamming their stab into the ground the lord exorcist unleashes a wave of power that blasts the spirits of the unworthy from their bodies so it's just like these are just units that are like you know kind of just like run-of-the-mill creatures you know what i mean they're not right like, you can't you can't yeah. knock a ghost out of its body it doesn't have one right. and you can't exactly. knock a ghost but, out of a demon cuz it's a demon so right but like a cruel boy or like a skaven or something like that you're going to be able to yeah especially cuz it's guys. all units within range if you're playing a low yeah one of those low bravery units mm-hmm. i'm wondering if you have a bit of a bravery bomb to go with this it says bravery characteristic oh it's character so that's just the unmodified number, right? I believe that's the unmodified number, yeah. I always get confused if it's unmodified or not. I don't know. I know. I have to look that up. And Okay, so let's go back because we got the Lord Ordinator. Lordinator. Yeah, he's, he, he's, well, my Stormcast Army, he's, a, he's always in it. Well, because you take <laughs> a couple of the, of the, of the, of the, um, what yeah. you call, call them? The, uh, the, the ballistas. The, yeah, the ballistas. Because yeah, literally, if three, if three is a three is a couple, then yeah, I take. <laughs> so will you take him in a triangle and put him in the middle? Yeah, I did him much. in between. I did him by two all the time. Uh, basically, he's a great engineer. He knows a lot, and he knows artillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's him. Um, and then we'll come back and talk about the Praetors. Basically, and he does play to his rule: plus one to hit for war machines within nine yeah. inches of him. And just order war machines, not stormcast. Interestingly enough. Oh, I didn't. Th- oh, I didn't realize Ooh. that. Oh, so all your hellstorm rocket battery gets in there. Your dwarf war machines. 
Get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you take him as a, and of course he would be in a storm. Why would why would he would be in a storm keep, not in a science of the storm? Because he's not yeah. coming from Azir. He's building buildings. Yeah. Oh, this really plays to the lore then, because he can do any yeah. of the war machines. Because I sat there and said, right. "Man, you got to take him, and you got to take two or three ballistas." But you don't. You could take mm-hmm. just any Hellstorm t- rocket batteries. Yeah, plus one to hit on those is great because those things are dangerous. Yeah, and then just the um, the regular, like the dwarf, uh, the engineer. Yep, you can use one of them too if you have both those guys standing there. They can do. Does the dwarf, uh, the dwarf engineer get a plus engi- one? He doesn't get a plus one, but he gets. Um, let me find him really quick. He interesting. Uh, you find the rule. I'll talk about the Praetors really quick. Uh, yeah. The Praetors is a unit that they are actually go over the anvil of apotheosis with a lord that they're going to protect. Yeah. And so they get a special rule because they're basically bonded to their lord. And while you're looking up those, I will find this. The Praetors. Um, at the start of the first battle round, before you pick a side... You can pick one friendly Stormcast hero, and they're bound to him. Before you put a wound on the hero, uh, if this unit is within three inches of him, roll a die. On a one or two, the hero still takes the wound. On a three or four, the wound goes to this unit. And on a five or six, nobody takes it. So they're not just ablative armor. You could get a good roll where nobody has to take the wound. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is now this unit has to stick next to that that ruler because uh, that was another thing I played I played against them and once you ran them away from their leader they're they're nothing special I think rules wise other than the fact that you can help protect your your lord um, you know right, so here's the so the cogsmith he's the uh... Okay, the he's Dwarden, the Dwarden yeah. guy. He's the master engineer. So in your hero phase, you can pick one friendly Iron Weld Arsenal War Machine unit within three inches of this model. You can heal D three wounds allocated to it. So he could be yeah next to all your other stuff, and then as those things take wounds, he can heal them. And then you have this the ordinator standing next to it gives him all plus one to hit. Trust me, there's a big difference between. A Hellstorm rocket salvo hitting on fives as hitting on fours. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And and you get to re-roll all your hit rolls of one if you've got the arsenal en- the iron wheeled arsenal engineer next to it. Oh, see, there you go. Plus one to hit re-rolling ones. That's the way you want to do it. <laughs> That's nasty. I don't care about the guy giving three wounds back. If you give me plus one to hit and I'm re-rolling ones, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do a couple of nights before we take our next break because we're getting to okay. that point where and I'm getting tired, but let's get this going. <laughs> All right, uh, Knights Judicator, Knights Venator, Knights Azeros, Knights Zephyros. So these are a lot of the, the, the guys that we, we know very well. Uh, Judicators, the Judies. This guy's um, new, the Knight Judicator. Yeah, this guy is the character version Basically, he's got this thing where, you know, he, you know, hey, he's a, he's a shooter, but he can call upon the God King to unleash his wrath by firing into the storm above. And there's a special rule for that. Um, where is this? What the special rule? 
Yeah, the gaze of Sigmar. And this is a yeah, once per so battle thing. Go ahead with once it. Once per battle. Uh, pick a point on the battlefield within 30. Roll a die. Uh, enemy unit within six inches of that point. On a four, if you take D3 mortal wounds. It's, just, yeah. it's a lightning bolt, basically. You know. Yeah, once per battle. Yeah, he shoots up in the air, and it draws Sigmar's attention. Whatever. Um, and his bow is nasty. 30-inch range, three damage, rend three. Ouch. Yeah, it's only two attacks, but threes by twos. It's gonna you're 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 getting six wounds across if you get a halfway decent roll. Yeah, if you have, if you have ways to increase the number of attacks of a model, that's always good. Yeah, but often you can't increase the attacks on missile weapons. But if you can, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can. Um, Knights Venator among the Sublime Archers. This is the flying guy with the super bow. Now, yeah, I like. There's a He's nice bit of experience. There's a nice bit of explanation for the lore on this, though. So these guys fly, and their arrows are magical, so their quiver can never empty. As fast as they can reach back, an arrow appears for them. So they're shooting like crazy all over the battlefield, except for they get this one fancy arrow that Grungni's, uh, the six smiths created. That arrow takes several hours to reform after you shoot it. A star-faded arrow. Yep, and that's and I'm like, okay, well, that's you know, that's a clever bit of lore to explain why you can only fire this one guy only yeah. once, uh, and that's the one that uh, pick an enemy unit on a three up, they take D three mortal wounds. If it's a hero or a monster, it's D six mortal wounds. Okay. Um, I don't think that's as good I, as it used to be. It's, I think it used to hit on a two. I think hitting on a three is just the worst. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the same but, hit that all of his other stuff has. Yeah. But you just, you don't have to roll the wound or anything. It's a three and it's mortal wounds, but it used, I thought it used to hit on a two and did like D6 mortal wounds. So what I think you would do is I think you would, if you're going to take this guy, you really need to go with, you're going to have to give him an artifact, and you have to just give him the luck stone, you know, from the oh, I see artifacts of Tempest. Yeah. So it's you can use it before you make a hit or wound roll for an attack. Like say he'll use a draw part of the luck stone. If you do so, instead of making the roll, you just get to choose the result. So right, I hit, I hit, great. <laughs> it would not be worth it to me to not do that because I would always roll a one or two. It just oh, just how many happen. times have I missed with that stupid arrow? And it's so annoying because you're like, this is the thing. I shot you up. I took your hero down to like one or two wounds. Now I'm going to get you with the star faded arrow, and I, I <laughs> yeah. and I and I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with it. I hit yeah. you with the fifty other arrows I shot at you, but this one right. doesn't work. All right, uh, Knights of Zeros. They're the flying guys with the, uh, the with the lantern, the light of Sigmar. Yeah, and th- it brings the light of Sigmar. This one I like. Uh, basically. At the end of the charge phase, pick an enemy unit within nine plus one to hit for friendly stormcast units to hit that unit. Yeah. So you just got to bring him in, and oh, my light. Okay, plus one to hit. Um, so many of these guys are hitting on threes. So many yeah. of these guys hit on threes. Even the units hitting on threes. So when you get guys who are hitting on threes. And you can give them plus one to hit against that particular unit. That particular unit's getting hit. Yeah, the only issue I have with it is that there's just other ways to get plus one to hit. I mean, I I understand that it's all friendly Stormcast Eternals use that target that 
one enemy unit. You could pick a monster. Just trying- you could pick a dragon. You could pick anything, and everybody and everybody who shoots at it everyone or attacks gets, it gets plus, gets one, gets plus hit. one to hit. Yeah. yeah. It's like Oprah. Everybody gets plus one to hit. <laughs> but I'm just saying that there's other ways to get plus one to hit, you know, at, you know, using like all out attack or whatever. I just right. don't know if you're gonna if you would spend the points on the knight of zeros to be able to do that. I don't it's know. a different rule though. So with your all out attack giving you plus one to hit or whatever it is, that would compound with this, wouldn't it? Well, it would, but I mean, you can't. Well, you can never only. You can't ever get more than plus one to hit. Oh, that's true. I mean, you that's can. True. I mean, obviously, it all if there's minuses to hit somehow in there, then they would balance out. But most of the time, yeah, I still think it's cool. I think it play it, and it, he is, it, it's, he is, it's he, very lore yeah. centric. So I'm all yeah, about I agree. that. Yep. Uh, nice Zephyros. These are the guys who ride the winds of Theric, armed with twin thunder axes and heavy boltstorm pistols. They are the assassination, the assassins of the Vanguard Auxiliary Chambers. Are they? Right. Are uh, they? I, uh, you know, <laughs> not really. Uh, not really. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Knight Zephyros. Let's see. They can run and shoot. They can ride the winds of Theric. But they're three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage for their gun. Six attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage for their axes. So they got nine attacks, one rend, one damage. Yeah, you know what? Assassin is real, you know. They're 120 points. I don't know why. Exactly. If they're they're like 90 points, I'd be like, okay, maybe. I'm, I'm not impressed by this assassin. It, it, <laughs> no. You know, it's a bunch of attacks, but still, oh, I can run and shoot, but then you're not charging, uh, you know, so you're getting the, I don't know, I, I'm just, forget it. Uh, yeah. the, I like this poor, new- Poor knight. Hmm? Which guy? Go oh, ahead. The, the knight's the relictor. Knight, the, the knight relictor. Yeah, the knight. Yeah. Which one? The knight. The relictor. The oh, few yeah, yeah, officers yeah, yeah. are yeah. as mystical or sinister. These guys, this is cool. Uh, for never has it been more necessary to safeguard the spirits of their kin. So these are some of the guys who are now part of their rules is helping make sure that they get back to to Sigmar. They burn yeah. the bones of saints and martyrs in their censers. <laughs> the sweet incense released from the sacrifice is imbued with, um, um, imbued with warding magic that swallows heretical powers and protects their fellow stormcasts from the imprecations of dark deities. Such is a task that no... Relict or relishes. Many consider it all but sacrilege, permissible only because of the express orders of the God King. And they don't like doing it because they're burning these bones of knights and martyrs. But it's a pretty cool rule, actually, since they're trying to get out there to make sure they they don't get sucked up. So, yeah, the the relic mall you're talking about, uh their their, uh, relic sensor. I mean, yeah. Is it is it super uh, special? No, but these are Thunderstrike guys. You yeah. know, uh, every time a friendly Stormcast unit wholly within twelve inches is affected by a prayer or the abilities of an invocation, roll a die and on a four up, ignore it. Okay, yeah. that's kind of huge because prayers are pretty much oh, I rolled a prayer, you got to take it. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I guess my I guess maybe it's just my lack of playing like. A lot or whatever, but you know, I just don't know how often you see a lot of prayers going out there. And then 
maybe there are, but they usually are buffs. I don't know. I, how often do you see a prayer that affects one of your I, units? I thought Corn had a bunch of them. He does. He's got blood boil and all that stuff. But you also have to be, your unit has to be wholly within a foot of this guy. And you still have to roll four. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Yeah, like if you just like, if you just ignored it completely, I'd be like, cool. This guy can sit right in the middle of my army, and he's got a twelve foot, you know, yep. no prayers around here for you. Yeah, and you still have to roll a four. Like, god dang it. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it, it kind of plays to it. Now let's talk about the encounter, yeah. and then I think we're going to try to take a break. Okay. Uh, officers of the Sacred Chamber. They are formidable yeah. soul mages. They can conjure storms of chain lightning, loose bolts of glowing brilliance with a single resounding cry. They dispel hostile magics. Um, yeah. So let's take a look at this guy. Where is my encantor? What page is this dude so, on? So 159. So this yeah, is the one that came with the uh, Soul Wars box. I don't like the face on this one. I just don't. I don't know why. It looks weird. Yeah. Um, they have a scroll. They do. They can Lord just, once scroll. for battle, be like, nope, spell nope. don't happen. Mm-hmm. Automatically unbound. You don't have to make a binding roll. <sighs> yeah. Would that work against people who don't actually have to make a casting roll? Stuff automatically goes off? Yes, I believe it would. Would this work against, like, techless? I think so. Interesting. And you get Spirit Storm, uh, goes off on a 7, 18 inches, minus one from run and charge rolls for enemy units. So that's the thunder and lightning that they're calling. But all of this, I can cast chain lightning and I can throw. You listen to all this stuff and it's like, I know. oh, I can slow you down. I, I, that's that's not lightning, yeah. that's wind. <laughs> right. So I guess um, I guess the caveat for the Void Storm scroll is if you get an attempt to unbind a spell, then you can... Use this if you oh, don't so actually you... get an attempt. Oh, okay. Then you cannot. Okay, so I don't know how Teclas's spell is worded. Like, does it say? I don't know. You just don't even get a chance because I think he I don't just think you do. I cast think, one. Right? Yeah, I think he just auto cast. So. Yeah, I don't know if you get a, t- a, a chance to unbind it. Oh well, I was just asking. All right, let's uh, no, take no, another, no, let's take a last break, and we'll come back and finish off the last of the the nights, and then sort of wrap up with a few final thoughts. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them.
We are back. We're back. We're going to wrap this up. All Let's right. Do it. Uh, what do we got left? We got Knights Arcanum, Knights Questers, Knights Heralders, Knights Vexilors, and then the Knights Draconis and the Drake Sworn Templars. All right, let's look at the Arcanum. These are among the strangest of all Stormcast. They are the mages of the Valedictor Temple, the most clandestine of all the hosts. Never shall they rejoin their brethren or force close, close bonds with any outside their insular ranks. To, pres to preserve their memories against reforging, they bear artifacts implanted with mnemonic Hishian gemstones, jewels that can expand the mind and allow perfect recall at the cost of gradually driving the wielder at least somewhat mad. Um... <laughs> So they're eccentric. They're weird. Um, this sounds like those things that Sigmar turned into the that the gemstones sound like the things that Sigmar turned into the stuff to hide everything. Yeah. But uh, I don't see anything in here that drives them mad. These are the guys with the cool masks, though. I do like yeah. these models. Yeah, it's a sweet model. It's really cool. These are these are new. Uh, yeah. So they are Thunderstrike, and they can cast one, dispel one. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know how well they fit to their lore other than they're sort of weird and they're into magic. Predatory mm -hmm. endless spells cannot pass across this unit or finish within three inches of this unit. That's kind of cool. That is kind of a cool rule. It not, mm -hmm. nope, you're not coming by me. Yeah, um, a lot of people use endless spells not for the fact that the spells actually do anything. A lot of people use them to like, just block so if you have a way to counter that, that's kind of cool. Do they? I, you know what? I, oh, yeah. I don't. I guess my armies don't have a lot. Like, Nighthaunt doesn't use a lot of wizards, which you would think mm -hmm. would. Uh, yeah. And I don't have any. Like, I never use endless spells. And I know sure. a lot of people use them. I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm stupid. Like, I, like I'm game. Like, why am I the <laughs> only one who doesn't use endless spells? But I yeah, don't, lot, you know. That's, that's, that's one of their main uses is if you're in a spot and you don't want to get charged by something, you just dropping in the spell right in front of you oh interesting you know what i mean it's like yeah. so now they have to work around that in the spell now they they do have a pretty cool uh spell you know that they mm -hmm. can cast uh, and this is this is interesting going with that weirdness and with the thing that allows their memory although as i read through that i didn't see anything that really because it says they don't really connect with other stormcast mm -hmm. and then you get this spell it casts on a seven 18 inch Pick an enemy unit, and they take D3 mortal wounds. Every, for every Stormcast Eternal Thunderstrike unit wholly within 12 inches, you can add two to the range. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Rotor used this against me to very good effect the first round of the game we played. Because mm. he's got his guy, uh, you know, he's got his guys in his unit, and we're playing, a, it's a straight up, you know, it's, it's the, you know, you got a basic straight across the back of the board yeah. setup. Yeah, and usually you're out of range for spells right at the beginning, the first right. hero phase. So, but here he's got his guy up there. It's got an 18-inch range. He's got, mm -hmm. uh, now this is a Thunderstrike unit, so you get yep. two, two, two inches. inches for him, so it's 20. And there were like three, four other units with because they're <laughs> yeah. five-man units. Yeah. So suddenly this was like a 24, 26-inch spell, and he's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to, and then he starts going after my uh, my ghosts. Your characters, yeah, yeah, at 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 twenty six inches, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, wow! And he did that the whole game. Like any time, yeah. he kept this guy, um, and I think he might have picked some praetors to be around this guy, mm -hmm. and so that's automatically a twenty two inch spell because yep. the, them and the praetors, and it's like, oh, you can really reach out with that little, and it's D three, 
Right. It's not awesome. It's not, it's not overpowering, but it's kind of neat. Your five wound heroes, though, are taking D3 mortals. Yeah. You know? And you take... And you take that. I mean, you can only cast it once, you know. So like, you could have like five of these guys all casting it. And you can only do that one spell per. Thing. Right, and you can only cast. I mean, even if you have those guys, you can only cast it once because that's the exactly. rules. Yeah. But it's a nice. I mean, for what it is, you know, it's it's kind of cool. I think it's mm-hmm. a neat spell. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that do D3 mortal wounds, and I always look at that and go, meh, you know? Yeah, it is kind of meh, but, you know, it's it's something you don't expect at the beginning of a game. Just mm-hmm. autom- your, your hero just starts off with minus, minus two. Two. It's like, great. okay, cool. You know, yeah, whatever. now it's suddenly my guy that only had five wounds and a four-up save or a three-up Not everyone's going to run around. Not all these heroes are running around with three-up saves. Yeah, I mean, you could do some shenanigans in here. You know, you could, like, have this guy do that spell. You could have another guy cast the mirrors. Uh huh. You you could have another dude like blast you with arcane bolt from like across the battlefield with the mirror. You could do like a bunch of these like on the battlefield nail somebody for D three wounds. You know you could do that with stormcast. You could do like a turn one. Like there's probably three or four or five different ways to nail somebody with D three mortal wounds. Right. And like I said, and and you know, so it, you know, you're not going to get a save against it. You know, and if you do, it's not going to be a huge one because once again, not everybody's running around with little four-up wards. You can pick right. off a couple of heroes, yeah, really if quick. You, if you, yeah, if you have enough of these, you know, across the battlefield, do D three wounds and Stormcast have a bunch of that stuff. But and even if you can't, okay, so I'm running with my cruel gas or my not cruel gas. I'm running with my cruel boys. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little five and six wound hero, and you just took two or three off it. Now I'm nervous to throw that guy into combat. Yeah, well, like. There, those those the, like the the really nasty like buff guys for like remember we were talking about the uh, the war the the orc war clans the iron jaws the right. uh, the uh, the war chanter that dude if you're playing against him he's like your number one target you got to kill that guy because he gives everybody plus one damage which is bonkers in that army like if you could snipe that guy off on turn one. I mean, that would be that would be good for you. Yeah, and I mean, even if you can't take him turn one, so at the top of turn one, I just took down a couple of his wounds. He's not getting them back, so now he's got to protect him. He's got to watch him. And on yeah. turn two, now I'm hitting him again with this, and then maybe he's moved up, and I got him, like you said, in range of an arcane bolt yeah. or something that doesn't need necessarily mirrors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But five wound heroes losing two wounds is a bad thing. Oh sure, yeah, you can do that, and then you we go to we could. Yeah, we could flip over to like one of the next guys, um, like the the Knight Heraldor, who can do that within eighteen inches. Oh you know, yeah, the terrain feature. You know, if there's a that guy standing within you know within three inches of that terrain feature, boom, there's D three more mortal wounds. Here yeah, and he's yeah he's on the list. Knight Heraldor, he's the old toot yeah. toot. He's still good. He's okay. He got he got nerfed. You know. Oh yeah, he's I still, mean, yeah. He's, he's still let you run in charge. I think. Yeah, he used to have more. Now it's just pick a terrain feature. But each enemy unit within three inches on a two-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. You know, that's, once again, though, not bad. It's not bad. So you start combining all that kind of stuff. That's what these knights do. They all do something that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's small. It's not, it's not overpowering. Right. But the right. thing so is, you are you going to take five or six of these different heroes so that you could do this thing? <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. They're all expensive. They're all at least 120 points. Well, we'll play a 4,000-point game one day so that <laughs> I'll just take tons and tons of ghosts and you yeah. could just, like, drop yeah. storm casts everywhere. 
Well, you can only have six heroes. Well, if you go up bigger points, you can have more no, that's stuff. That's true. You can have more. Yeah, you can have more. So yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like I said, and yeah. that would you know, and the, we, well, we got the heralder, and hey, everybody knows the heralder. He loves to blow that horn, yeah. signal the charge of Sigmar, and for some reason, if you're near terrain, it's it it it'll. I know, right? That always seems like the most random rule to me. It's like, yeah, if you're terrain, the well, the, the thing horn. is, the, the okay. what does the lore say? Uh, Channeling their fury through the great blares, the sonic assaults roll across the battlefield like a storm probe, seeing ground shattering crack. So I'm assuming you're either falling into cracks in the ground or the or the terrain bits are actually falling down and crushing you. Yeah, it says unleash a shockwave that can topple buildings, uproot trees, and shatter monoliths. Jeez. He's, he's blowing Joshua's horn outside the walls of Jericho. That's what yeah, he's I, doing. I feel like that should just be like a shooting attack instead <laughs> exactly. of... Right? Like, and it's in the shooting phase. Right. I, so, I mean, it kind of is, except he's shooting yeah. you with sound. Yeah, and it's every enemy unit, too, which is kind of cool. So Couple. it's like an area of effect. You get a couple of guys around a piece of terrain. There you go. Yeah. All yeah, right, let's talk rules. about the Knight's Quest Store because he's on the list and we have to. Yeah, I have one of these guys. <laughs> uh, I had one of the models, too. Did you ever use it? I have never used him in a game. Uh, yeah, and I wonder why. He's yeah. unburdened with the pressures of command. They've been chosen by the God King, summoned before his throne, and granted a mission of great import. So they get put on a mission, and they have to get this thing done. They could mm-hmm. be assassins. They could be delivering messages. They're going to yeah. do this thing. But these are the guys that get out there and get it done. And I'm looking at this guy's rules. <laughs> I know. And, okay, he does have five attacks, threes by threes, one ren, two damage. Eh, okay. Um, because you often send him out to kill people... He gets plus one to hit uh, when he's targeting a hero. So yeah, it's twos not, by threes, one rend. But if you're targeting good. a hero, you're also, that one rend is bringing it to like fours or fives to save. So Yeah. Um, you do get, uh, you do, sixes do two mortals, which it's is, just, you know. It's okay. And that's it. Like That's it. That's it. Boom. What? 100, 120 points. Here you go. But, okay, this is the same thing that the that the paladins get. Yeah. You know, the regular paladin models. I mean, it's yeah. plus one to hit if you're attacking a hero, I guess, but it's five I, wounds, three ups. This what makes him a knight quester? I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in here. It's like I get they just kind of just don't care. <laughs> well, you know what it the is? Reason, they what? they put these models out. Okay, first yeah. they had the first section, then they had the next book, then the next book. How many different specialties can you come up with? Like as a yeah. rules writer, there are thirty eight heroes. Yeah. Are you going to come up with 38 super unique rules so that they fit the lore? There's just so many rules you can come up with. Right. I mean, I there's obviously things that you could do. Like you could have like a special challenge rule where that would be know, cool. Y- you can you can literally call out a challenge within I don't know, 9 inches and a, the hero, you know, the enemy ha- you have to put that guy in. He has to come over and be in base with you. He actually had to move that guy. So then you'd be able to dictate, like, and if I get to, I get to drag that guy around, like the you know, old challenge crazy. rules from Seventh Ed. Yeah, something and if crazy he choose, like that. Yeah, if he refuses yeah. the fight, then he doesn't get to move and doesn't get to yeah, fight. He, yeah, yeah, or he has to retreat or something yeah. like that. It's so, like something weird like that. But then it's like, do you really want to have like a bunch of rules? You know, it's like I but, see what they're trying. They're they're just trying to but, streamline the game. And but you know. this is the. This is the corner they painted themselves into. Right. We've been talking for over two hours. 
Yeah. We covered just the basic army rules, not even any of their special stuff, just whether you're Storm Strike or Storm Keep or, or Science of the Storm or Storm Keep. And all we're talking, we haven't talked, well, the Praetors. Yeah. Because they got mentioned, we talked about one unit that's not a character. Remember, everything we've talked about here, yeah. you're maxing out at six of these models. You got six of these guys. And I, I mean, I, I just don't see myself taking most of these guys, like ever, like because there's better options now. Well, and it depends, but it, 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 I think, and this we'll talk about next episode when we talk about the regular units mm-hmm. and how to pick an army. Yeah, is the way that you pick armies now are a lot of times through the different storm hosts and those different abilities. And yeah. so, if you like a certain storm host, you might go and okay, I'm certain there are people who are going to pick weird combos you wouldn't think of that might not be. Now we all yeah. know you're a power gamer, Chris. So it no. might <laughs> it might not be the perfect best choice, but for their army, for their list, sure. and for the way they want to play. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a combination in this book, basically for any playstyle. I think absolutely, yeah. If you wanted to go like all out with like shooting, absolutely, you could just go. Do you, you want to shoot yeah. fast? I want to take you dragons. Know, could, I want to take hunters. I want yeah, to take. Yeah, you want to like you want to do like a total movement based army. Yeah, man, you can do that. You could like, you're like you'd never have to engage the enemy unless it was on your terms. You know, you yeah, could definitely I mean, do that with this. And I think that's what it really where it really starts to pay off is when you've got mm-hmm. I like these models or I like this thing. There's a way to play yeah. them. Might not yeah. be the greatest, but might at you know, but mm-hmm. it's here. <laughs> yeah. You you want to play whatever flavor you want. You can paint them up like any uh you know any of the legions. I mean um the uh, what do you call them the uh storm and, hosts. Storm hosts. Mm-hmm. The legions, that's the wrong game. Um <laughs> Knights Vexilor. We got 3 left. Yeah. Uh only the the Vexilors are entrusted with the sacred standards of Azir's. So basically these are the BSBs and now yeah. there's two of them. Right. Because you have the old one and the new one, because of course we do. Now, where is this guy? Hold on. Uh, uh, Here we go. Now, the original Vexilor, uh, page 157. Yep. Now, the original, they have basically the same stats. It's just Uh their standards are different, and the new one is Thunderstrike. Yep. Okay. So the old one, uh, once per battle, you could pick a point on the battlefield, and each enemy unit within six inches takes D3 mortals because that's yeah, the meteor. You're calling down the meteor. Yeah, once again, there's another source of that D3 wound. So oh, turn one. Within 24 Boom. inches, yeah. yeah once yeah. per battle. Boom. And that's every unit within six inches. You drop that yeah. first, you hit a couple of characters, and whoever yeah. takes the heavy hit, yeah, then you have... Yeah, with that spell. Yeah. <laughs> See, this can happen. Absolutely. Uh, the, the other one is Pendant of the Stormbringer. Once per battle, at the end of the movement phase, pick a Stormcast unit, remove it, set it up anywhere within nine inches. Mm-hmm. And you can reroll charge rolls for friendly units within 12 for both of these guys. Yeah. So the one guy, are there different prices for the um, different Knights of Exelor? I'm curious now. I got to look because I don't, I don't pay that much attention. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. The guy that I just talked about is 120. Okay. The Thunderstrike guy... Which so he has thunderstrike so when he dies he goes, Woof. he's a hundred sixty. Yeah. yeah, he rolls seven dice. Now, um, 
he has the banner of the Reforge. So the Meteoric Standard and the Stormbringer, you get to pick one or the other. You don't get to pick both. All right, so you pick one of those battles. That's 120. For 160, you get the Reforged banner. Once per battle, pick up to three friendly Stormcast Eternal units, wholly within 12 inches, uh, and you can pick the same unit multiple times. And basically, you heal D3 wounds... Or if no wounds are allocated, you could turn a number of slain models that have a combined wounds characteristic of D3 or less. Yeah. Okay? So basically, you can heal three D3 wounds between anywhere from one to three units. So I have a question with that ability. Mm -hmm. It says there, if, okay, if no wounds are allocated to it, you can return a number of slain models to that unit. So if there's, if there's a guy who's got, who's been wounded, you know, he's got like a two-wound model, he's got one wound on him, you use this banner of the Reforged, and you roll a three, a D3, you heal that wound, and say there was a, another guy who's dead from that unit. I think if there's a guy that has wounds, once you heal him up, he's done. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. That's so weird. But the other thing is, so if I put back, if nobody's got any wounds, and I'm going to put back D3? Yeah. Then you could put two models back. But Well, I mean, maybe... Yeah. But that's my question. So I've got a I've got a three wound uh paladin and I roll uh up one wound. Do I just put him back with one wound? I believe you do. Okay, see that's what I'm not certain about. Mm-hmm. Um and I never am certain when it comes to that sort of how you replace stuff. Um yeah. but yeah, that guy's a buck sixty. Yeah. And he basically you can re roll charge rolls if you're near him and he can heal three to nine wounds mm-hmm. for your army. That's it. Right. Um, I kind of like, I mean, I like the new model, but I kind of like the old, I, that, you know, that meteoric standard isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, the pet of the Stormbringers where it's at. Yeah. Relocating an entire unit like that. Just grab yeah, them. We actually, we, we actually need to talk a little bit about the priest characters. It's not because of them specifically. I don't know if this is the right spot to do it, but their priestly abilities, their translocation prayer. Right. That well, got changed. Is it good? It's that got nerfed. Okay. Time. Well, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about all those rules next episode. Okay. Because okay. we're going to talk okay. about those and the units because, um, yeah. yeah, just we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. It's getting late, and I want to I want to have some more time to go over this. Who knows? We may have to. Sp- I mean, depending on how next episode goes, it, it's either going to be really long, or it'll be split into two smaller parts, and we'll release them within <laughs> days of each other. But that won't yes. be. It will not be a like this is already. We did one. We did the first episode this month of the lore. This is the second episode of the month is the war. First November episode will come out early will be the second half of this and if we have to stretch it to a third it'll stretch to a third but it you know that'll I'm hoping that, it won't but that, that won't four yeah. is that four episodes well you know I, what do you want to do it's the books the books 187,000 pages it's, <laughs> it's the first it's the first four episode army book this book ever. is almost 200 pages though I'm not <laughs> joking I you know, it. I mean, let's face it. We spent how long covering the lore last time? And I we know. skipped this we did. section. We skipped a ton of it. Which is 30 billion pages. Hold on. How many pages is this? This is just the stuff talking about the unit lore. That First of all, that, that, that starts on page 48. So you get the first 48 pages of lore and uh, 
and yeah. and and uh, you know heraldry and all that stuff. And then from page forty-eight, and we're only halfway through it, as I'm pointing out, to page seventy-three. So twenty-five pages of lore entries, mm-hmm. and then and I don't. Oh God! And I'm not complaining. This book's cool, but God bless America. If you really want to cover it, you're going to take several. And I don't mind. No, but I'm just either. releasing them as, like, I'm not spending two months on this either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to release this as, as as soon as we can, get them out. If I if I didn't, if I hadn't, if I hadn't left town two weekends this month, we would have gotten it all done. But I, I changed the name of the show to Hammers of Sigmar. We're yeah. just going to talk about Stormcast. Gar- yeah. Garage Hammers of Sigmar. <laughs> Good gravy. Okay, can we get these last two units done yes. and get the hell out of here? Okay. Yeah. Knights Draconis. Yeah. Um, as Knights Draconis and their mounts descends, the air is split by furious roars. Each Knight Draconis is charged with carving out territory not only for Sigmar's people, but also a new generations of Draconith. Answerable to none save the Lord Commanders, the Drake Lords Krandus and Karazai, and ultimately Sigmar. I know I'm mispronouncing that name, by the way. I don't care. Uh, the bond between Stormcast and Drake. Okay, I want credit here. I'm just going to read this, and if you remember my when I was doing this show by myself before I got uh, uh, before I, I got remember, and I was talking about uh, the Stormcast. And I was doing the Stormcast lore on my own. Yeah. Bonds between the Stormcast and Draconith is made manifest in their Eon Fireblades. To forge such a weapon requires a harrowing ritual derived from the lost civilizations of Drakes, which culminates in the Nitroconus holding the blade beneath their, mount, beneath their mount's blazing breath. It's an exercise in trust that leaves their sword arm a charred husk but infuse it with power. They're doing trust exercises with each <laughs> yeah. other. I called this... Back when I covered this, the the second book that they put out, I think, all by myself, I was right. I was right. I'm not saying. I'm just saying I was right. And I'm never right, so I want credit. <laughs> so let's look at these fools. The Knights Draconis. Here we go. These are awesome. They are. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, arcane heritage. Oh, when it's affected by a spell or the ability is an endless spell, you can choose to roll it on a four up. Nope. Yeah, nope. So they could deflect magic. Um, they're dr- the guy, the, 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 the dr- flame attack. Yeah, the flame attack. Oh, I'm so stuttering. I'm getting tired. Um, it's 12 inch range on a three and four. It does D three mortal wounds on a five to six. It does D six mortal wounds. Yeah. That's per dragon. That's per dragon. Yeah, three of these dudes. <laughs> it's nasty. Yes, it is. Uh, another way to start picking off mortal wounds on guys. 11 wounds on this thing, by the way. It's only yeah. eight bravery. This The knights have eight bravery, whereas the lords have 10 unless they're super guys. Their lords yeah, and, have nine or 10. And you don't, and you don't roll to hit, right? You just... No, you just roll someone. a dice, and on a one or so, two, nothing happens. So, so, like, you don't get, like... Look out, sir, against this or anything. You just get roasted. Yep. <laughs> um, their, their weapon, uh, their five attacks, threes by twos, three rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. So three rend. Once again, you're three hitting rend. stuff. They're probably not getting a save. No. And it's five attacks. So it's a potential for 10 damage. And then potential of eight damage with the with the attack from the mount. Mm-hmm. 
Um, once per battle in the hero phase, you can pick a Storm Drake guard unit wholly within 12 inches that didn't shoot, and it can shoot. That's good. And in the combat phase, after all the attacks are resolved, you can pick an enemy unit within an inch and roll a dice. If it's greater than its wound characteristic, your opponent picks a model in the unit, and it's dead. Mm-hmm. This, this, this unit can deal out some damage. Oh, yeah. These are cool. And they do fit to their... They, they, he's spitting fire. You got your arm burning with the fire blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, this totally fits its lore. Um, and it's a dragon, so magic tends yeah. to bounce off of it. Of course two, it does. 255 for this guy. Yeah. That's, that's, that seems not bad to me. 255. And once again, if you want to take an all-dragon army, you could take one of those 600-pointers, and then you could take this dude... Yeah, Knights Draconis. I like the model. Yeah. I really do. Is it out yet, or am I just looking at pictures and that's it? Because I know a it's lot not, of the, it's not. It's not out. Not yet. out yet. I, I, I'm not complaining. I understand there's shipping problems and every other problem on the planet. And yeah. my desire to get a model that I'm probably not going to buy because I don't play this army anymore. Oh, it, you will. Eventually, I will. I'm just going to take an all <laughs> dragon army because this is so cool. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God, an all-dragon army. Although it does look weird. I don't know if his tail is bent in a weird way, but look at the picture on page 83. 83? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Did they Photoshop his tail out by accident, or does it just bend that way and it's out of the picture? It looks weird to me. Yeah. uh, Because I hope he's not stubby. (laughs) No, I think you're. I think they they might have messed that up. Look at that. I'm just. I'm. Hey, I'm just asking. Wow. All right. Final entry: the Drake Sworn Templars. Yeah. They're not true knights. They fulfill a similar role. Mm-hmm. They have endured the mythic trials of star walking and returned with an unimaginable treasure—a solar gem, the crystallized soul of a star drake. Only the most profoundly holy can even see a soul, solar gem, and thus the Drake Sworn Templars are looked upon with awe as near manifestations of the heavens themselves. Upon returning a solar gem to Azir and freeing the trapped soul within, a power, powerful rapport is formed between Stormcast and Storm Drake. When they're not manning the Drake Sworn Temples, uh, the sacred cloisters in which they sell, these pairings fight as martial champions alongside the Lord Celestant. Such is the skill that, and might that they are able to overwhelm entire sections of the battle line on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, and this is one of the older models. Yeah, this, this is like my, this is when you this, took the the other version of the the Star Drake, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's the it's the non general version of it. Now I have one question though. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I, I want to flip through the rules here just to double check, because as I'm looking, and I'm seeing all these models, why is this guy? Did this get FAQ? Did I miss this? Why is this guy a special sort of jackhole? Why has he got a four-up save? Oh, <laughs> every flipping, yeah. every, every single because he's technically not a knight, so yeah, he only gets he a. I don't think he has a shield. He's technically not a knight or a lord. He's just a Drake's Horn Templar. Yeah, and I don't think the model itself has a shield. It seems to me the I guy think, riding I, a I, dragon 
yeah. should get the three up like every other character. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. Because he I, is I, a hero. Yeah. You know, he's I, the only I, I, that's hero. That's all I can think of is that's the only reason the rules writers gave him a four up is because the model itself is not. He is literally the only hero that doesn't have a three-up armor save. I just want to know why. I don't know. A um, yes. lot of cool stuff with him, though. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. uh, he has that arcane lineage because he's the dragon. So just like the other one, plus one to cast if you're near him, minus one to cast if you're the enemy. Um, he can do the cavernous jaws and take away three of your models. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to pick a weapon. And it's the same as before. It's uh, This is the old guy. You could pick the guy that does two mortals on a six. You can pick the guy who can attack monsters better. You can pick the guy that um, every enemy models within six inches cannot move more than an inch. Make it, the Tempest Axe is kind of cool because the enemies only get a one-inch pile in on him. Yeah. But it's yeah, also the crappiest weapon. So and they kind of they took that ability away from the concussors too, I think. Yeah. Where they stop you from piling in. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, okay. And he also gets his uh and he gets a and he gets a shooting attack. He gets a bow, but that's not that great. Um but there you go. That's all. okay. Whew, that's all the heroes. And we so next time, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, and it should be next week because we're going to record. I think what the first. Yeah. And I'll try to get that out real quick. We start talking about all the other now. How mm-hmm. now, it's not as many. It, this is the crazy thing. We just covered. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Like I'm, the actual units. Yeah. Let's see. So 37, I think, uh, units. No, 38. We covered 38 heroes and the Praetors. Yeah. So what have we got left? This is what's insane. We've got, let's see, 2, like 4, th- 6, like, 7. Like 32 or something, and then there's war machines and underworlds, war bands. We're not and, covering that. <laughs> and endless spells. We're not covering them. Endless spells. I don't even play them. I don't know if they're good or not. I just oh, they're it, good. Are they? Oh yeah. And you know what? And nothing against if you want to play your uh, your underworlds host in there. Uh, they're, hey, they're a fun, fluffy thing. Go ahead, take them, have a good time. But I, I'm not. The, you know, the, the new one that just came out is wicked. Is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got a bunch, and then after we talk about that, we still have the core rules for the army, like all the enhancements and all the spells, mm-hmm. and then we got to talk about all the specialties because one of the things, and this was pointed out to me by my good friend Rotor, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the special things used to be commands, like you would take this lord and he had a command ability that allowed him to do stuff. Now a lot yeah. of those command abilities have been put to the units themselves. Yeah. Um. And, but then those things unlock and become battle line. Not if you take because it used to be battle line if you took a certain lord. Right. So now no. the battle line for the special units is usually um, they 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 lock it into a storm host. Believe it or not. Astral Templars, mm-hmm. Knights uh, Excelsior, uh huh, Tempest have, Lords, uh, Hammers yeah. of Sigmar. Now the thing is, I don't think all eight of them have special no, unlock, which it kind of. It annoys me. They named them, and not everybody can unlock b- certain battle line things. Right. 
Um, but I'm I like I said, there's so much cool here, but we have so much more to talk about still. So folks, we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, we'll be back within a week with more of this stuff. Um, and hopefully we'll cover it all. If it gets really long, we'll be back twice next week because we're gonna record it all. But yeah. if it's if it winds up being four hours, I'm just gonna break it up into easily to digest chunks. Because good gravy. <laughs> But the, the, you know, the, I feel like we just got started. I don't know. We did, and it's been hours. And you know what pisses me off to no end? <laughs> Is it's still cool. Yeah. It's still fun. There's still stuff in here that I'm like, oh, God, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. The problem is, every time I sit down to write a list of what I want to do, it's four thousand points or yeah. thirty-five hundred. You know, mm-hmm. there's. Well, you've, you've got Dominion, right? So. Start putting your vindicators together. I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing the cruel boys because they. I can at least put an army together with that, and yeah, and and it's not uh, good. God, all right, listen. I put two of my, I put two of my vindicators together and paint them black. It's as far as I've gotten. So I just did that today. There you go. And hey, mm-hmm. listen, because we're gonna cover Stormcast, and then we'll probably have a hobby episode, and then we're getting it end of November. Remember yeah. uh, our our Christmas episode. Is the year end wrap up? Oh right. Where so start thinking now. Top three, bottom three, and if if history repeats itself, it'll be you, me, and Rotor because Rotor comes on for the Christmas episode where we talk fantastic that stuff. Um, what else, guys? Um, I'm still we haven't gotten any entries in our contest. I may extend it because that episode came out so late. May extend it out towards closer to Christmas, but I wanted to get it done before Christmas in case anyone wanted to order anything. And that is our Six Squared Studios uh, contest. Um, Yeah. Write in or call in or something. You can be anyone in the Age of Sigmar, any race, any job, any realm, what would you be? Now, you can't be named characters. You don't get to be Techless. You don't get to be Nagash. Um, You can be Techless's adjutant. There you go. Um, Chris had the really good answer. I had the really dumb 17-year-old, I like to watch Conan answer. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, who would you be and why and what would you be? And like I said, guys, right now I still haven't gotten any any, uh, contest entries in. Come on, y'all. I know we're going to have at least three prizes, but I think last year when Kevin did the contest – um, he gave out prizes to like six. Like he just was like, I like that one. Honorable mention. Give him something. Like that's what he does. Nice. So if you enter, there's a good chance Kevin's going to be like, Oh, I like that. Give him something. Mm-hmm. So so enter. Send it. You could garagehammer at live dot com. Send it through to the voicemail. I don't care how you do it. You want to send Facebook, a, something written. Twitter. Yeah, you want to send me a you want to you want to send me a Google Slides show with pictures and why what you what you're gonna do? Go for it. I don't care how you send it; just send it. Um, and seriously, a nice big old gift certificate to Six Squared is something that you will use, especially yeah, got, you know because they, they some cool stuff. Yeah. So, all right, Chris, I'm gonna let you go. Um, all right. I will talk to you before Monday, but we will be recording Monday. Um, Back to the Stormcast. Yes. Uh, back to guys that aren't, don't start their names with Lord or Knight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so quick, before we go, the sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. 
Yeah. Uh, and our Patreon sponsors, the associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Big Jake. Our executive producers, Colin Miller and Tyler McDonald. And those new patrons, the, uh, the patron, uh, remember, Jake Corman, who bumped up his pledge. So he is now an associate producer. And our newest associate producer, James Brown. James Brown. Yes, yes. Thank you all for being part of that 1% and making everything we do possible. All right, Chris, it's late. I'm going to let you go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. We're going to dream of golden boys and storms (laughs) and lightning. And, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful faithful know no despair except in failure. See ya. All right, so now you're going to have to do when I finish saying that. That's always how the show ends. You're going to have to, when I say accepted failure, you're going to have to do the four simple. That's going to be your sign off at the end. Okay. We found it. We found your thing. (laughs) Nice.